Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 24 of Our Time Is Now. Wrestling with time number eight. Hitting them with the four horsemen on both hands, kid. Figure four eight, horsemen, more like fortune. But uh, what's going on with you, man? Uh, we were talking some shit the other day that we were going to start off the show with like a little bit of an update news segment before jumping into our topic of the day, WrestleMania 19. That is right. So there's some big headlines in the news this week. Will Vince be selling the WWE? Dude, it's crazy. Will live matches be a, will live matches be able to drive crowds? And there's a rumor that John Cena will be back for SummerSlam. And this is the news. Nah, so, nah, bro. <laughs> first topic, first topic we're going to get into. We're going to get into John Cena possibly coming back for SummerSlam. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of reports coming out from everybody that he's wrapping up his filming in Canada, shooting the movie for Fast and Furious 9 and the TV show. And there's rumors that he will be wrestling at SummerSlam in a couple of months. An advertisement came on yesterday and it said, I guess that's not Granny Shifton or some shit. And I was like, motherfuckers, use that in Fast 9, bro. That's from the OG. How about this? How how about this? Y'all made nine movies. The last six sucked. (laughs) Bro, the first one. The last six sucked. Nothing beats the first one to me, bro. The first one was about original swap meets. Women, the music, the cars. The first three were the best movies that they made, and then they got carried on and carried on and carried on. They turned into like James Bond Well, you know, they said that about Star Wars. They were like, oh, well, you know, Disney bought Star Wars from George Lucas, and they have like six movies that they have planned. It was like, let's say this. Episode seven sucked. Episode eight. Episode eight actually wasn't that bad. Episode nine, the ending was great. That was it. What are you going to do, kid? I mean, we, we're not in the director's <laughs> chair, so it's not our say. Someone's making a shitload of money somewhere off of all these projects. So salute to whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> hey, you know what? It is what it is. This is what happens when you're in a capitalistic world and economy. You can make money no matter what. Yeah, I mean, John Cena coming back after that apology, kid. WWE, I, I was seeing uh, articles that WWE wasn't too happy, uh, you know. No, to be totally honest, um, WWE really doesn't like doing business with China. Yeah. They don't because I remember the last time I think they were in China. I think it was in like 2008 or nine. They did a live television show. It was like tape delay and it it, it was horrible. Yeah. So I don't think they'll be going to China anytime soon. So what's and this, plus uh, also New Japan, bro, they're trying to set up an exclusive relationship with New Japan, or what's the deal with that, bro? Well, there, there, there's a lot of news coming out on that. Pretty much, the new guy who's in charge of live events and everything, his name is Nick Khan. Not to be excused from Tony Khan. Yeah, bro. Nowhere part of the family. I'm sure. He has no they relations. Say that. They say that. <laughs> no, no, 100%. 100%. He is of no relation He's to the Jacksonville cousin, third Jaguar family. Fourth married in, removed no, twice and back he in. He is nowhere. Nick Khan is nowhere. Is no affiliation with the Jacksonville Jaguars owners. Mm-hmm. No affiliation whatsoever. I mean, 
it's, so it's weird because you you said that to me that day, and we said this is what we we're going to talk about in the opening segment about possible sale of WWE. Yesterday, I read an article, and I I, po- I tweeted it, and I was like, Tree J, my co-host, was just telling me about this. Like, I I just can't see the whole WWE Vince's prize baby leaving the McMahon helm. Slee, get it? Ah, horrible pun. Uh, I just don't see it happening. I always well, let me tell you, uh, I don't want any part of the WWE. Uh, I want to turn NXT in, into an independent, uh, and I, something like that. Triple H, I Vince is well, going back to Nick Khan, they just fired a shit ton of wrestlers. Yeah, they're calling budget cuts mm-hmm. and. What's really happening is going to the last topic, as you just brought up, uh, is Vince selling the company. Now, as reports look, the way that they're structuring the company, the merging divisions and everything, they're leaving the Stanford building, they're going to somewhere else. It looks like that they will be selling the business and it's going to either three companies it looks like it's going to go to nbc universal which owns the usa network which they have been on since 2006 and spike tv and or they will be selling to disney now disney has been buying up everything everything disney owns Disney owns five out of the seven major news corporations in the United States. I don't know, man. I, all I know is that that didn't work out so well for WCW, which also brings me to our pay-per-view, which we're going to get into later. Triple H telling Booker T, you may have been a five-time champ book, but it was with a joke of a company. And then King, I think, goes on to tell JR, well, you worked there, JR. How was it? Was it a joke? And he's like, absolutely, or some shit. And I was like, oh, see? So following in those footsteps might not be the best bet. Well, the way the, the way that WWE is looking the way it is, three years ago, they talked about buying a new building. They want to get out of the Stanford building. They're building a new headquarters they're getting and they're going to sell titan tower building and then they're moving into their new building which should be operational by the end of this year yeah now didn't smaller they, buildings didn't, smaller offices didn't they just build that whole arena for like the home live tapings and the shit though thunderdome yeah what, the what's thunderdome the thunderdome was meant for the COVID 19 era because uh-huh. you couldn't have live shows yeah so if you have the subscription, the WWE Network or Peacock, whatever it is, you know, five ninety nine a month for Peacock if you get onto the WWE universe. You can't you free can't plug beat right it. there. You can't beat it, bro. No, I mean like when but, I thought I thought it was good when we first started doing these last year, bro. I thought it was great when we were plugging the joke, the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Well, everything's going up, folks. Gas prices are through the roof, so you could slash that bill in half with Peacock TV and get the WWE Network and all of its original content under the same roof for half the price. Go sign up. Thank me later, Peacock. Spread your wings. And it's it's funny because guess who Peacock is owned by? NBC. NBC Universal. I, I was just thinking about so, it last night. NBC's logo Vince, is a Peacock, bro. 
Vince had Vince is a very good relationship with NBC Universal. Um, they used to host Saturday night's main event in the early eight in the eighties and everything on channel four, five, whatever the channel was in your local neighborhood or state near you. You could watch Saturday night's main event. That was on NBC. Yeah. <clears throat> they used to have um other shows on NBC. It would be like um superstars on Tuesdays or whatever. You know, like it was like random events. They would all be held on the NBC channels. So it, it, they're more. It looks like they're more leaning towards selling to NBC, only for the fact that Vince has a thirty-year-plus relationship with you uh, uh, with NBC. Well, you're gonna go where the money is. We all know Vinnie Mac goes where the money is. Well, it, well, right now the company has pro the comp. Uh, the, this is the first time the company has actually been the most profitable it has ever been, even when they went public. WWE is now worth one point three billion dollars. So it's finally when Vince when company. when Vince opened it to the public, it was only worth five hundred million. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I remember. I remember the battle of the millionaires. Your boy Trump versus Vince, and I was like, "But hold up, Vince is only a half a, mil- a millionaire yet. A billionaire yet. I mean, the battle of the billionaires. Rather, he's only half a billionaire. You know, he wasn't quite full fledged B yet. Technically, Vince didn't be. Vince personally didn't become a billionaire until about CM Punk became t- uh, the champion and had the big promo and everything. Because CM Punk drew him a lot of money. He was the he was white hot. He, he mouth, drew a bro. lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yes, he he was the current day Stone Cold, but without the beers and everything, just telling it like it is and telling and you know, fuck the boss. Yeah, yeah. So that's fact. When CM Punk was white hot, that merchandise was selling, tickets were selling, people wanted to see Punk. Even when he turned a bad guy, people wanted to see Punk. Mm-hmm. He generated money. That's how Vince personally became a billionaire because of CM Punk. Now, when it comes to the company, when it comes to the company, with all the deals that they do, with all the television deals, Saudi Arabia and all this other stuff, when you really look at it, they are probably worth about very close, about shy about a million dollars to a billion, probably just shy. But if you round it all off and including with the. 30 plus superstars that they've released over the past three months. Yeah, you're looking at about $1.3 billion worth for the now, company what do you, what itself. Do you, what do you think not the issue Vince is McMahon. With the releases, bro. What is the issue? Why are they releasing? Like Braun um, Strowman, bro. Like, are, what are you thinking releasing Braun Strowman? A lot of, okay, now Braun Strowman, Lana, Alistair Black, and a couple of other people were just in current storylines. They were just in current storylines. Like Alistair Black was doing the. Dark father gimmick. I'm thinking creative is smoking crack. No, what's going on is that Bruce Pritchard is running, to my knowledge, he is running both Raw and SmackDown. That's your boy, kid. They're saving all of the good stuff for SmackDown. And over the past three years, SmackDown has become more better than Raw because they have the more star power. That's how it always used to be. To All the, the great the guys would be on SmackDown when Raw is technically the A show and it's got all the younger guys and everything. But meanwhile, all the veterans and everybody are on SmackDown. No, I yeah, want to watch I was always SmackDown. a Raw guy. Watch they Raw. Always, Raw's always been Monday Night Raw and I was always a Raw guy because it stayed constant. SmackDown, it was like Thursday Night SmackDown, SmackDown Friday Night no. SmackDown, Tuesday Night SmackDown, Thursday Night SmackDown, no, 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 Friday no, no, Night no, no, SmackDown. No, 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 no. 
If on, you is SmackDown, SmackDown was always taped. Yeah, I know. It was on never, Tuesdays. Yeah, but then they played it on Thursday. But then it went live eventually Tuesday, and then yeah, they did it for about six months. Then they started taping it again, putting it on Friday nights, and then around 2010 is where they started doing live SmackDown. I remember it was like, no longer taped. Tape, it was taker. live on Friday. Taker was always on SmackDown. There was a couple like SmackDown exclusive uh, superstars. SmackDown was pretty much Taker's home. SmackDown, uh, he was the SmackDown's locker room leader yeah. from like 04 to like when he pretty much like retired. Yeah, I, I, Kane was raw usually. I mean, he probably was on SmackDown, but he was yep. more raw. And then uh, Kane didn't come to SmackDown until about 2011 when he started feuding with Rey Mysterio. I'm going to say Rey Mysterio uh, also was also a SmackDown. Rey Mysterio was pretty much exclusively to SmackDown until 2000. And, Who's that like, jumping out the sky? R.E.Y. Mysterio. Woo, here we go. <laughs> That's going to get us into our first match, actually. Our good old boy, Ray. Oh, yeah. Ray, Ray. But any other new, any other financial news in the world that we need to be uh, going over? Not really. I, I'll keep everybody up to up to date when it comes to it. As of right now, it's very quiet on the front. But they did say there's going to be more releases coming. So stay tuned for these releases because some of them might actually blow your mind. And when they leaked it, they said that the next 30, the next 10 superstars that they are about to release are really going to shock the public. Bro, it already shocked me with what they released now. I'm like, what are they doing? Going out of business? I'm like, I knew they had struggling problems with creative because as we discussed on previous shows, like you bought in Bischoff and Heyman again for a while. Bischoff, I don't even think I watched an episode where he was running it. It was like a month or two he was gone. He didn't even run it. They they used Eric Bischoff's star power to get the deal for Fox News uh, mm-hmm. with Fox. Eh. Fucking, they fucked up. Eric, Eric, and speaking of Eric Bischoff, he was just spotted at AEW last week. I would love to see him work with AEW. That would, that would totally no AEW. AEW will not hire Eric Bischoff only for the fact that they, they, they know better. Hey man, another news: our boy Mark Henry just jumped ship. He's actually over at AEW. I couldn't be more happier than him. My fucking mind, bro. I tweeted it and I was like, I was like, congratulations, bro. Like, salute to you, like. I love it, bro. I love like when someone who's been doing this their entire life is not at the end of their run yet, but you don't have them involved in a storyline or, or you, you're not using them correctly, bro, because you're trying to build new faces when this person still has so much left in the tank. Someone's going to utilize him, bro. Someone's going to pick up the ball and keep running with it. That's what he did. Salute to Mark on that, bro. Happy for him. Uh, congratulations, Mark. I've uh, been a big fan of yours. And uh, just to see you jump ship. You know, it's very good for you, but at the same time, it's making my suspicions come correct that uh, w, uh, AEW is going to be WWE light, <sighs> just like TNA was. Hey, hey, just like TNA was from 2007 to 2011. I don't want to hear it. What if AEW builds up, bro, and becomes the next WWE? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. A- AEW will be WWE light like TNA from 2007 to 2011. Example, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Kevin Nash. That is all. Yeah, could be. I mean, <laughs> big shows over there, though. And wait a minute. Who? And wait a minute. Who's in AEW? Christian Cage, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks were in the WWE for a little while. They Sting. were in the developmental system. So I don't want to hear it. 
Sting. Sting is tech. Sting is technically WCW. He was only in a year for WWE, so he don't count. Yeah, so. Um, the Big Show. The Horseman. Um, Kenny Omega. Uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, might it, it, it might surprise a lot of you people. Um, Kenny Omega was in the WWE developmental system from 04 to 06. I'm sure, bro, because mm-hmm. everybody wanted to be there. I mean, that was the place to be. WWE, it still probably is the place to be, but I mean, I just think- And you want to know something? I'd rather watch Impact. They don't have a lot of WWE superstars, and if they do, it's only a few. It's yeah. only a few, Dude, like I love it. Andrade. 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 Andrade just came to AEW with Vicky Guerrero. Okay? So you want WWE light? You could go watch AEW because you're going to get 60% of the fired superstars over the past three years. The problem problem I have? Sean Spears. Sean Spears was Ty Dillinger. I feel like it's more heavy, bro. They, They bleed still. They do shit that that WWE can't do because they're a public company trying to play safe for the kids. Like we have an old scene. Yeah, but WWE is slow. Game shooting. You're not gonna cut your head open no more. Come on. WWE is no, no. WWE is slowly trying to get back. Coming back. No, they're they're trying to get into a PG-13 thing. Hopefully. No, no, they are because if you notice, there's a lot more chairs, there's a lot more headshots, there's a lot, you know, people are starting to bleed again. Remember when Cody took and that it's big getting hit? a little more rougher. How many, how many people were so, mad at Cody for taking that big cha- un- unprotected chair shot when AEW yep. was blowing up, bro, on the scene? I think we discussed it like the first or second, third episode or some shit. But but that that's the thing though. Just for me, like watching AEW, it's more entertaining because they're they're more high risk. They take more risks. They're, they're, they're definitely taking more chances. They're throwing it all on the line, bro. Like the blood, sweat, and tears, the sacrifices that we make. We always hear WWE, blood, sweat, and tears, blood, sweat, and tears. Well, AEW showing us the blood, the sweat, and the tears. You ain't showing us blood. You're, you're showing us sweat. But the only tears I see is, oh, I won a championship. Oh, I'm going to cry at WrestleMania. That's great. But um, they're not Chris hungry Jericho's for it anymore. Chris the only person. They're not hungry Chris Jericho is the only Chris Jericho is the only person to be in ECW, WCW, WWF, WWE, TNA, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I just want to state that for a fact. And he's also the first uh, undisputed champion of WWE history. Exactly. And also the first AEW champion in history. So that that, that dude, uh, we're going to get into that, actually, because he is I love Chris Jericho. Um, I mean, I don't know, bro. You want to you jump into this pay-per-view? Let's see where we are. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WrestleMania 19 from Safeco Field, Seattle, Washington, home of the Marlins. Yo, uh, I mean, they had their opening vignette as always. So packed out arena, 79,000 people. It said like 50 something thousand Safeco Field. No, no. I think it was 56,000 was the new attendance record. And I was thinking, I was like, that's Limb Biscuit's probably biggest crowd they had minus Woodstock. Are you sure it was 56,000? Because I, I my notes so. say... I, th- I think it said like different. 50. I think it said 56 or something like that. I didn't I didn't actually write down the actual the tally, but... Um, my I mean, notes say different, but if you're saying something else, then, you know, I would... I, I totally believe you. They, they open up the vignette... Uh, you know, the World Series of Wrestling, Austin says, it's like the Olympic Games, the gold medal match. We all know that's Kurt Angle. 
tournament of all tournaments, Brock said. And I'm like, wrong, Brock. That's K-O-T-R. Everybody knows King of the Ring is the tournament of all tournaments. Why WrestleMania is not a tournament, dude. Sorry, Brock. I still hate you. <laughs> don't say that to his face. Watch what happens. <laughs> it don't matter, bro. He'd probably say, fuck you. What are you going to do, beat me? I'd love Brock for him to Les- whip my ass. Brock I would love for Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar would five. just grab your face and he just eats you like a fucking shark. I'd be like, Brock, can you give me Can you give me an F5? <laughs> like, like the ones you gave Kurt Angle on this night where the motherfuckers actually used to fly, not this little bullshit. Oh, I can't do it no more. I'm old. I show up once a week to wrestle and I'm a millionaire. Ha ha. I'm living in Wisconsin or Wyoming on my farm and I wrestle cows for a living. Mm, he he lives in Canada. He lives in Canada? Whatever. He he has a farm in Canada. It's I'm like a uh, like a 60 acre farm or just, some shit. I, I love busting Brock's balls and, and I, I can't even front like to hate him, dude, because... I would really love to have that lifestyle too, where I only got to show up a few times a year and still be rich as fuck and champion. And I heard he's got like three. I heard he's got like three giant green egg barbecues. Yeah. 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 Probably, probably has them all like going at the same time. He's like, this is my protein. Yeah. <laughs> this one's the chicken. This one's the steak. This one's the beef. My favorite part about this is when we were talking about this, you said the greatest WrestleMania ever, and I think it's culminated to become my favorite WrestleMania ever after re-watching this. Aside from the greatest band ever, Limb Biscuit, opening up, well, the theme song was Crack Addict. Um, yep. You know, this is JR's 10th WrestleMania, so he was wearing his John Wayne cufflinks, King said. Cole and Taz are on SmackDown commentary, so it was cool seeing Taz. Michael Cole had a cold this night tonight, so his voice was very raspy, and he decided to go to work anyway, and he put on a hell of a fucking show with that raspy voice working with my Uncle Taz. I will definitely say that. Yo, it was great seeing Taz on the commentary, though, because now he's in doing the Brian stuff with uh, AEW. And, uh, I you see Taz Taz was good on commentary. I loved him yeah. on commentary. I thought he was great. Me too. I think so too. His, I, his him, him and Cole were good during him and Cole were just as good as Jr. and King. Like opposite shows. Like oh, without were, a doubt, those were the polar opposites. Like, Taz gave Brock Lesnar the um, term. Here comes the pain. Here comes when the he pain. came out one day. Yeah. Oh, here comes the pain. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Brock Lesnar would come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, it's crazy. Um, I mean, this is a lot of uh, firsts in this WrestleMania, and this is, a, I'm pretty sure, a couple of lasts as we as we will get into. But yeah. uh, we, 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 we popping off. It's Rey Mysterio. And versus Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy with Shannon Moore version V1. No, this is 2.0, isn't it? No, it's version V1. Oh, okay, it was V1. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking 2.0. This is actually, now this is Ray's first WrestleMania. First WrestleMania. And an opportunity to win the title. This is Matt's fourth WrestleMania. I predicted Ray. I had Ray picked for this. You know what? You you, you want to know what Matt Hardy did, what was really cool when he used to come out back then? Hmm. He used to have the Matt facts and everything yeah, the around the, the fucking... When he, yeah, the shit. all the little facts. Yeah, that shit was cool. Yeah. I wish they would bring that shit back. That shit was funny. 
Yo, I mean, they, Matt they, they doesn't opened, like this, pizza this, unless if it has yeah. cheese on it. <laughs> like, like stupid little fucking facts are like really I, funny. I, I wish I would have wrote down what the fact was for this night, but it did say something up there. This was, um, no, it oh, said it, it, that it was this is fourth, Matt Hardy's fourth, fourth WrestleMania. WrestleMania. You're right. Yep. That was right. That's where I took the note. But this match opens explosive, and bro. These are both two explosive performers. Clever I mean. note. Clever note. Out of the Hardy Boys, out of Jeff and Matt, do you know that Matt has more WrestleMania wins than his brother? Yeah. Well, Matt Matt was around more as a solo performer. Jeff's never really been a solo performer. He he tried it for a little while. I mean, he did do it for a little while, but Matt was doing no, it. No, Jeff had the uh, drug problems. Yeah, yeah. He was always in during and out during this time. He was in during this time. He was in TNA. Uh-huh. He was wrestling in TNA. Okay, TNA so wasn't drug testing and all that. So yeah, he was he drugging do. out in TNA. That, that was the match with him and Sting where Sting was like, yo, what the no, fuck is No, that was 2009. No, that was 2011. Victory Road, 2011. Okay. Three-minute match. Sting was all like, fucked fuck up this. on pills. Drop yep. real quick. I'm done. Exactly. See you later. But, um, yo, this, this opens up. Corkscrew plunger. Ray's flying. Matt's flying. They open it up. Uh, Ray exploding straight out the gate, even though Shannon Moore is in his corner and, and Matt's corner. So, like I said, both intense performers. Uh, one hell of an opener. Speaking of hell, I wonder if Ray was going for the Daredevil look because he had the maroon burgundy. And it was the Daredevil. The it was Daredevil. Yep. 0304. I think 100%. that's when the movie came out. Um, 03. I forget what WrestleMania or pay-per-view, but I loved his Flash mock-up. That might have been WrestleMania 20 the next year, following year. Was it? When he came out, I he thought had, the Flash he, he the was... Flash. Or Royal Rumble, maybe? That was the Royal Rumble. It was the Rumble. That, that, was, my that was the Rumble that he won for Eddie Guerrero. That was my favorite Rey Mysterio get-up. Um... Mine was the Joker when he beat JBL for the Intercontinental title and made gotta, JBL retire. I, I got to look back at that. I, I, I got to. That's was at that? WrestleMania 25. JBL retired in 25. Okay. Excuse me. Um. Anyway. Yeah, that so, was his last match. So th- this, this one goes pretty quick. I mean, Matt reverses the West Coast pop after the 619. He stole the match. He held the rope. One, two, three. You know, classic bad guy, yeah. Matt Hardy. I'm holding on to my title. Like I ain't letting this bitch go. The little prick, Matt Hardy, he is. Fucking, and then and then we go to cut cut scene. Limo rolls up. The catfight girls come out. I don't even know who they are, but they are smoking. They're the uh, I I think they were like the Bud Light, Light. the Budweiser, Miller Light, the uh, Playboy Bunny girls, whatever. Yeah, but um, I I didn't know the significance of it until later on, which we'll get into. Uh, match number two was a tag handicap match. It was. Taker and Nathan No Show Jones. <laughs> Whoa, hold on, Show hold and Albert. on. I know why. Hold on. You're not sitting here and you're not going, yo, my boy Limbiscuit before Taker gets out, sits there and goes, we're going to keep on rolling, baby. Damn right. I know. Well, I'm saying No Show Jones. <laughs> well, that, that Limbiscuit came out and performed it. I mean, they opened this match with Roland. Like, I thought they were going to With Taker coming down on his vintage Harley with the big-ass American flag on go, it. Ladies Fucking, and gentlemen, American right there. please welcome the WWE's favorite band in the world, Limb Biscuit. Mini performance, start up the show, rolling for Taker. This is my favorite Taker period, kind of. I don't know, maybe. Biker Taker was the best. I, but this is also before American Badass. This is like Big Evil, bro. 
He wasn't that on is American badass. What, what, yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah, but, uh, it, it, but he, he, it was before the short. It doesn't matter no, has, if Kid has, Rock was singing American badass. If Taker comes out on a motorcycle badass. with the fucking bandana, I, I consider that's badass Taker. Big evil, bro. That was big, big evil. Big evil, badass Taker. It's the same thing. I guess so. Okay, look, look, all right. Look. But Dead Man from 1998 the same as look, Dead Man WrestleMania look, look, 20. Look, look. Like, it's they, the same phenom. shit. Dead it's man, the bro. same shit. Whatever. Different you, eras. You put a hot dog on the a evolution look, of taker. Look, it's the same shit. You want to you, you have a hot dog with a bun? Fucking fucking go get a piece of white bread and fold it. It's it, the same shit. No, it's not. Because if you have yellow mustard, you're a bitch. You got to get horseradish, spicy yellow mustard or spicy brown mustard. They're not the same shit. It's mustard and spicy mustard. Horseradish mustard. Yo, yellow yellow mustard. mustard is the only thing that goes on my hot dog besides sauerkraut and onions. Fuck yellow mustard. I mean, it's okay. If it's the only thing there, I'll have it. But spicy, uh, Goulden's, Golden's, whatever, or some I other French's. shit. Throw, throw a little bit of, uh, or you could even mix what my grandma does. Get horseradish and mustard and mix it together, bro. It adds that little kick to it. Mm, slamming. But, um, I mean, Fred's flicking off the crowd. Old school soldier, blessing down the hot shit or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking typical. I'm like, I'm like Fred. What do you want, crack, bro? What's going on? <laughs> like typical he Fred. He must smoke a fatty before the fucking concert. Well, we have to remember he wasn't smoking a fatty, bro. He's a crack addict. He's addicted to cracking skulls, bro. <laughs> um, yo, I don't know. He's flicking off the audience. Uh, he's he's in some of the best shape of his life ever in this match, my boy Taker. I feel. Um. He opens the match uh, to an immediate choke slam to A Train. That would have been a dope W. Old school, early on. I had Taker predicted for this, but the only oh, reason of why it's the streak. Yeah, that's the only reason the why. Bro. <laughs> like I forget so many matches, but I'm like, I even took note of it right here. I'm like, the streak spoiled it. Like otherwise, <laughs> like, I would have said, hey, you could watch lose. any WrestleMania match up until WrestleMania 30, and you know. I, I, I don't have to even know. Taker won. That's it. Um, Taker lost to Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. It, it, was, it was pretty good oh, match, what though. What a shit WrestleMania. I'm not what gonna... a shit WrestleMania that was. Which one, 30? Yeah, the I only thing it. that was good about it was the ending with fucking uh, Daniel Bryan winning the title. I didn't that was the only good thing that came out of it. I didn't even care for it too much. Uh, I hated it. Once Taker lost, I was kind of very disappointed, very mad. The same here. Because then they brought him back. It, uh, okay, if that was the end of the dead man, and that really was the end of the dead man, okay. But then you brought him back, and it's like, now you guys really fucked up and creative because you had him pass the torch, and then he someone put it out, and then he relit it. Like It was like the Olympics, like fucking up at the Olympics. Oh, shit, the torch went out. Hold up, everybody. Time out. Let's go relight the torch. All right, we're back in business. Continue on. If the on. torch was to ever go out on the Olympics when they were going to bring it to the fucking bowl to light it on fire, they would cancel the Olympics because that means that there's no heart and no spirit. Uh, but that's never happened because it's called the eternal flame. Yeah. So it's kind of like that one in, uh, when you're going towards uh, Islandia off of uh, Motor Parkway. Yeah. That one that's always lit right over there by the, the park. Yep. Yep. The, yep. The eternal flame of now, cent- of uh, Central Islip. Now, there's a lot of double team now. Uh, Taker's fighting. Um, I mean, if Taker could still perform like this, Dead Man would live forever, bro. He was on a roll, bro. There was a point where, like, his hot streak was, he was going. And I'm like, damn, bro. Taker was 
for the big guy like that, he's Taker turnbuckle, was probably in the shit, guys. Like, he was probably in some of the best shape of his career that, right that, there. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, eventually, probably the best shape that he was ever in. A train starts talking shit. Eventually, being you ain't so bad. You ain't so bad, big dog. You ain't so bad, big dog. You ain't so bad, big dog. He must have said it like five or six times. And Cole's like, Cole said, now dominating the big dog in his yard. Spoke too soon because Taker's back. The big dog. This is Taker's last win. This is where he gets into high gear intensity on a thousand. He's, you know, flying through the air doing his lariats and gets one guy in one turnbuckle. The other turnbuckle, he's running back and forth with those clotheslines. Those he's getting them with those punches, you know, vintage Taker, as we say. Right. Um. I think I think Nathan Jones. We've spoke about him on the show before, and I think he can't Nathan fight. Nathan Jones was no Nathan Jones. No, what ended up happening was he left OVW very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two thousand and two, he goes to the WWE. Vince McMahon fell in love with him right away. <laughs> so, so he was left to Jim Cornette at OVW to train to be a tag team partner with The Undertaker to eventually turn and have a SummerSlam match. That's the whole buildup of Nathan Jones. But I'm, I, Nathan I was Jones just thinking was supposed like, to be the buildup for him and Taker to be a tag team. Yeah. And then once they were a tag team, they were going to win the titles. And then around Judgment Day, May or June, it would have split. <sighs> And then it would have been them at SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I, I thought like he just didn't like. But he was so too well green. Yeah, that's he what I'm saying. Was, he was too green. Yeah, that, that's what I'm figuring. So I'm like, maybe they were like, he's not ready for a WrestleMania yet, but they already hyped it up or already did it. So that's why they kind of went with the handicap angle. But then, the, yo, come out, give two kicks. You can't fight. He never really lasted. But that one spinning kick was nice. Then he came he in. He runs big through boot. the crowd, kicks fucking Albert, and then fucking Big Show take, Taker, and then Tombstone Taker takes train Big for Show. The win. Yeah, this one, is the, two, three. This is eleven and zero streak, bro. That's how that's how old we're yep. getting. This is only eleven and zero at this point. So, uh, what, what, what? And, and believe it or not, that's not even my favorite Undertaker match. No, that's not my favorite. My Taker favorite, match. my favorite Taker match happened on SmackDown. Excuse me. That's not my favorite Taker match, but I think like that was like one of my favorite eras of Taker, though for sure. That's what I meant. We uh, there was an Undertaker match. I want to say two thousand and eight. It was him versus Edge. No, him versus Chavo Guerrero. Ooh, that'd be a good one. When it when it when it was La Familia with Edge, Chavo Guerrero, the Major Brothers who are now Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Mm. And and they were having the 5-month feud against The Undertaker. Yeah. It was a SmackDown match about 2 weeks before he was supposed to wrestle Edge for the World Heavyweight title. Vicky Guerrero banned the Devil's Gate submission hold. I remember that. Which was, yeah. which is pretty much triangle a, choke, almost modified. Your arm goes through the legs right here, and then it's a figure four with the one leg going above the le- uh, above the head, like and then you grab his neck like this. Exactly, it's know, a modified. modified it's a it's a modified figure four triangle choke. Speaking of modified figure four, we're going to get into that also later on, which a move that I'd never seen in the Triple H match. I have it written, but 
we'll get into that. Um, we go to we go to cut but scene. If that match, that match, blew my fucking mind. My favorite Undertaker match, probably out of all of them. With the, who was it? Ed, you said Chavo Guerrero. Oh, Chavo, Chavo. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm look it up. Taker and Chavo. Taker and Chavo should be around 08. All right. Um, so I mean, Tori Playboy. This is around the era. Tori's got Playboy, bro. It goes to the cut scene. Tori and Stacy with the cat fight girl segment. Good looking. So you know something's gonna cook up. Who? What? Yeah, Tori. Tori was never good looking. Oh my god, you bargain. She was my favorite. I love Tori. Something about her oh face god. just wasn't right. Dog, I've but loved I Tori saw her. Since she was with Billy I Kidman. saw her. Look, I went to the 2019 Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. I got to see. Tori Wilson be inducted. I got to see Stacy Keebler. I was there when Bret Hart got attacked. I was there that night. Yeah. I got to see Stacy Keebler. She looks hotter now than she did back then. Those legs, bro. Tori Wilson changed from back then to today. Yeah, no, I know. She looks hotter today you think? than she did back. Oh, it, She's got facial implants and everything. She actually worked on her face. She looks really good. I don't know. I think she looked super sexy back then, bro. I've been in love with her since she dated Billy Kidman. She had Kidman. a good body. I, I used it, to she hate had a good Billy body. Kidman, bro. I used to hate Billy Kidman because I'm like, this Billy this Kidman was guy. hitting that shit every yeah, week. I'm like, this motherfucker is shooting star pressing that pussy every fucking night. <laughs> fucking asshole. That's all right. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? When Stacey Keebler left, she started dating George Clooney. Ah. Uh, I mean, I told Fuck you the George story. Clooney. I told you the story about. I'm, I'm pretty sure we spoke about it on this episode. Castro charging us way too much money for Playboys. I had the '03 Tory issue, and then '04 Sable and Tory came out with the duo, and I had to like save up extra lunch money, trade in Castro the old Tory Playboy, and like an extra five or ten dollars or whatever the hell it was. Fucking robbery, highway robbery, to get this edition of Tory and Sable's Playboy. Had it in the spy <laughs> case, bro. And me, Eric, and Anthony, that was like our fucking treasure, bro. Like, yeah, we got a Playboy third, fourth, fifth grade, uh, sixth grade, elementary school grade, whatever. Fuck it. Actually, no, no. high school. Junior high, junior high. No, it was fifth grade because 99, I was in third grade. That's the year I think me and Castro, 99, 2000, got We're in the trouble. same age. Yeah, I know. We're so the same age. I graduated Winona in 03, and that was sixth grade. So I, I might have been sixth grade. Yeah, oh, three, sixth grade, actually. I, you're right. Middle school, going into middle school, going into seventh grade. Holy shit. The timeline. Yeah. Crazy. But um, I mean, oh, my God, this may be the greatest WrestleMania ever. You know, JR, you know who that is. Oh, my God, this may Puppies. be the greatest WrestleMania ever, JR. Tori and Stacey, Catfight Girls. King. And then. I personally agreed, King. Like, I think it is one of the greatest WrestleManias ever. Um, JR's funny little two cents. There's a lot of pups. <laughs> There's a lot of pups in the dog pound. It's rated PG. Puppy's good. Classic Jerry and JR. That is creative. That is creative. Yo, there's so many <laughs> quotes that you could quote. JR and King off of bro and their energy, the way they feed off each other, bro. Like they'll say something and there's something that wasn't even in the script or on the teleprompter or someone in the truck. And they just come off the top like that and work in sync. Exactly. Exactly. Well, King's been wrestling and doing one liners since the seventies. 
So, God damn it, don't put it past them. So, I mean, uh, we're coming up to the next match oh, is going to be Trish Stratus. She comes out sexy as hell, as always. Yeah, this was right after she broke off from, um, I want to say, uh, TNA. She was always one of my was, favorites, uh, too. Which was uh, Testin Albert and Trish Stratus yeah. was the uh, TNA. tag team manager. I mean, I, I had Trish picked for this because she was always like the favorite, I guess. Like she's like like one of those women's champions. She now. was like, up and coming around. 10-time women's champion, 11-time women's champion. Like before the Charlotte Flares, it was Trish no. really who paved the way. Six-time, whatever. She's a yeah. six-time women's champion. But I'm saying like that was a lot back then, you know? Charlotte Flair's only been in the industry how long? She's like an 11-time already. I'm like, come on. You know, nine, nine still. But uh, I mean, it's a triple threat women's champ being ship match. Trish versus Jazz versus Victoria. I always thought Jazz was a badass, but, um, you know, not Jazz is still wrestling. She's in impact wrestling. She's yeah. wrestling still. So, uh, yeah, she uh, and she still looks the same. Jr. says Jazz is like the young Mike Tyson like attitude. Mike Tyson lookalike. Matter of fact, that's king for you. <laughs> Jazz back then was dating one of the other WWE superstars, and I believe I think Rodney she's Mack. married to him. Rodney, to the, Mack. Rodney Mack. Yes, sir. Yeah. Holla, 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 player. Good old boy, Teddy Long, yeah. manager from the jump. Yeah. Bringing it back, brother. Bringing it back. It's the Mack Militant. Come in and get it on. Yeah, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You coming? Yo, I, I kind of, I, they were, they, they actually would make a great couple, bro. I mean. Looking back at it now, I remember, I remember, I feel like, yeah, that's, that's definitely, did they ever do anything on the show together? Or how the hell did I no. know that? I think I just knew it. You probably just knew it. Just knew it. But um, honestly, yo, like I said, Trish is perfection. Um, one of the baddest divas of all time. And yes, I say divas because it wasn't always women's division. There used to be a divas championship at one time. There wasn't always a women's championship at one. I mean, this was the women's title. title. Yeah, this was the women's title, but it wasn't called that. You know, it was the sexists. They were divas. Like women yeah. were allowed to be hot and sexy and didn't really even know, even they know how to wrestle. They were hot and sexy girls. Yeah. That re- exactly. You didn't have to have talent. You could come out in a bra and panty, rip a well, bra off, a panty off, and you won the bra and panties match for the title. You know, like. Well, it, to, well, to be fair, during the Divas era, some of them did come from OVW before OVW disbanded, and then they started working with Florida Championship Wrestling. So out of the Divas division, you had uh, Michelle McCool, Layla, you had uh, Lita. Maria Canellis. Lita too. L- L- no, Lita retired in 06. Oh, yeah. 07. Um, you're talking about the women's division? Like the women's no, champ- the um, there were women's division stars that carried over to oh. the divas division. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. Yep. But divas era, and like we're talking like the Stacy, the Tory, the Christy Hemi. You know, maybe Christy kind of got in there. Was it still divas title? Christy Hemi really doesn't know how to wrestle. She st- uh, she's uh, just she a doesn't piece of hot it. ass, bro. Exactly. Little hot ass redhead. Let's do Playboy following Tory and Sable's footsteps, and you know the deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, Trish set some of the biggest stepping stones for the Charlotte Flares, the Pages, the Sasha Banks, the Baileys. Fight me if you disagree, because that's, she really was like kind of the biggest foundation. Victoria is on opinion. that list also. Yeah, Victoria is in Victoria there too. Victoria is yeah. on that list. 
you're right, you're right, hundred percent. And and you know she's in this match too. But um, as the women's champion, she comes in the women's champion and loses. I mean, King, another classic line from King. She's a quarter among pennies in there. What the hell does that mean? Good old Jr. <laughs> like she's hot. Made no sense. Yeah, but but quarter among pennies because if you think about it, like yo, she's a dime piece. Like she's a ten. She's a quarter, ah. bro. She's a twenty-five. Pennies, pussy is two cents a ton. It's everywhere. But she's the quarter in the bunch, so it makes sense when you break it down in man talk. <laughs> um, you break it down in uh, words I can understand. I mean, after she hits the chick kick, I don't even think it was called the chick kick at the time. It was just a big it kick. It was and, the Mick. Uh, and they it just said was called the. Um, they were like, oh, a big sh- kick. And then she hits him. Like, they didn't say, oh, chick kick. They just said big kick. And then one, two, the three. The chick kick. No, but it was. I don't think it was called the chick kick yet. This might have even been before it was branded as the chick kick, because they were just like, "Oh, big kick by Trish," and then she pinned her. And uh, <sighs> that that silver suit she was wearing was so tight up her ass before she stepped up on the turnbuckle, bro. I saw that thing riding up her ass. That you know that the second she got up there, bro, you see her. She's like she had to pull that joint down. I was like, yeah. And then it went right to the next segment as she was like picking it. Um. Now, now. Now we, we're gonna, we're gonna she cut. was picking it. Yeah, you know, picking the booty hole. <laughs> but um, okay, so yo, now we are, um, we're going into a segment where it cuts to the Rock and Coach. Now Rock is booed at this point, just back from Hollywood. But uh, he calls this <laughs> the Holy Grail to the Rock to beat Austin. Now, if the if Roman Reigns had the Rock's energy, he'd be the top dog for real. He just bores me with that. Ooh, ah. I mean, that's like two seconds of the Rock's no, electricity, bro. No, hold on. You got to see Roman Reigns now. He I've, plays the fucking heel I, fantastic. I see, I've seen him recently, but I'm just, I, I, I he's I, with Paul Heyman. It's, I know he's with Paul Heyman. Energy. He, I don't he, care if he's with Paul Ra- Heyman. Reigns, what what Reigns is doing right now is making the crowd like him. You think? And and I, I'm not being honest. I hated Roman Reigns when they disbanded I, the Shield and made him the biggest thing. I hate Roman Reigns. Yeah, I hate him. What he's doing right now is his best work. And I, I I mean like he's getting the crowd to cheer for him, even though he's a bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so that's a good sign. Because They're the Rock, letting good or him bad, be I love the him. Rock. So. The Rock, today's crowd, The Rock's a 50-50. Well, back then, The Rock was a 50-50 crowd. Yeah. Today, everybody's going to cheer The Rock because, yeah. you know, it's The Rock. Hollywood, worldwide, of course. But I'm just saying, like, even in general, like, when you look back, bro, The Rock always had that electricity, bro. He was always the jabroni beating, the pie eating. La, 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 you know, like, you, you can't fuck Trail with that, blazing, bro. eyebrow raising, <laughs> yeah. kicking shit into your pants I mean, and stepping it dry. Word for word, he says, this is act three, the end, the climax, the grand finale, the last chapter to the greatest rivalry this industry has ever seen. And I'm 100% on that, agreeing that it probably is the greatest rivalry that we have ever seen and the well, biggest foundation thing at that point, thing I will I, I will explain later. I don't want to spoil it. I'm saying, I will ex- I, I, I have the, the full details era. on that match. You know, coming out the attitude error, but he said it's At the Jabroni Bean. Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I just was I, I already said it, but I didn't say the whole quote because I knew I wrote it down, 
but I didn't. But he says, the jabroni beaten, pie eaten, la 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 not afraid to sweat, not afraid to bleed, gonna beat that bald-headed bastard guaranteed. Coach, the rock done it all. Finally. Then he, I'm thinking he's gonna do the finally the rock come back. He pauses and he goes, finally. And then walks off because now he's finally gonna whoop out Austin's ass. And you can finally say he did. Yeah, because uh, Steve Austin's beaten him at every WrestleMania that they ever met at. Yo, what was it? Like every two years? It was 15, 17, 19? 15, 17, 19. 17 was Stone another Cold favorite Stone Cold beat him in 15. Stone Cold beat him in 17 by helping Vince McMahon. And this was The Rock's last chance to beat Stone Cold Steve Austin because the next night Stone Cold was retired. Yeah, and, and and we knew it, but when we get to that match, we're gonna break down that match. I think I got a whole page dedicated to that match. Um, I have I, I I I used to have the um documentary of uh behind the scenes of WrestleMania nineteen and I, I know the entire uh reason why that Stone Cold had to uh retire. Uh, we'll, 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 we're going to get into it. We're going to definitely bust that down. Um, uh, I, w- I will definitely say this. It's right around the realm of why Bret Hart can't wrestle. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Viva la raza. We got a we got a triple threat for the WWE Tag Team Titles. We got Coming down the ramp first. Bravo. Is Chavo Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. That was Then we had the makeshift team of Rhino. (laughs) Fucking Benoit, bro. And Benoit. Actually, two ECW originals right here. They 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 Two both ECW had neck injuries. Originals. They both had neck injuries the last WrestleMania, so they missed out. So they were like, hey, since you guys missed out last year, you want to team up? Like, this is your WrestleMania moment. Sure, why not? Like, of course, you want your WrestleMania moment. And my favorite tag team ever. Team Angle. The world's greatest tag. No, the world's greatest tag team. Haas and Benjamin. Haas and Benjamin. I, I, I don't care what anybody says. They were my favorite tag team. When they were with Kurt Angle. Yeah. Great shit. Great shit that they did when Kurt Angle broke up Team Angle. They continued as the world's greatest tag team. Yeah, and they really were. Yo, they, they were pretty. They were the greatest tag team from 03 to about 08. Whatever happened to Charlie Haas? <laughs> Wasn't awesome. he married to like Jacqueline too? Jackie. <sighs> I just, I don't know. All I know is that he's a chiropractor and a teacher now. All right, well, that's not bad. I mean. Shelton Benjamin was one of my favorite at one point. I had the Shelton Benjamin action figure, and I remember talking to Eric. Shelton Benjamin was mad cool. He was cool. He was the greatest high flyer Yeah, jumping, doing crazy shit. I remember talking to Estro about him, and Estro was like, yo, that's a good pick for your favorite. I remember when Shawn Michaels super kicked him when he jumped off the top rope. That shit was cool. We did see one of those, actually, on this night. We saw a super kick like that. But this is the first WrestleMania for Team Angle. Um, But, but... Back to Shelton Benjamin, bro. Like his segments always killed me. Like those segments when he brought his mama in, bro. Those always had me oh. in stitches, <laughs> But he was just an insane athlete, bro. Whatever happened to Shelton? He came back for a little bit. Shelton's on Monday Night Raw. He's still wrestling. He's still back. All right. Goes to show you I haven't watched Raw him in a while. And, um, him, him, and um, Cedric Alexander are uh, doing a feud right now. 
right, with uh, Bobby Lashley, with, uh, with Bobby Lashley and uh, MVP. They were all in a uh, big stable called the Hurt Business. Ah, all right. Yeah, I mean, Shelton's great. This match was kind of nostalgic. No lie, bro. I miss Eddie and Chris. It was kind of great to take a trip down memory lane and watch this match. You know, when, when, when I rewatched this WrestleMania, the next video that came up was uh, the night after uh, Judgment Day. Yeah. Where uh, Eddie took off Ray's mask and he's sitting there in the chair. And, he, and he's sitting there going, why, Paquito? Por qué? Why'd you make me do it, Ray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another great rivalry. Uh, I actually that took it note right here. That was probably his best rivalry out of all of them. I, I, I loved Eddie Guerrero, but that was probably his best rivalry was with Rey Mysterio. I mean, I, I said Eddie and Chris together is, is live, bro. I mean, Ray and Eddie is, I mean, that's the next best thing next to Ray and Eddie. Ray and Eddie. I wanted to see... Then Chris and Eddie, like just the, the way that the chemistry between oh, yeah. them work in the ring, unmatchable. I want to see, I you know, you know what, now that we're talking about it, I got to look and I got to see if there's a Rey Mysterio versus a Chris Benoit match. Because hmm. I don't think I've ever seen one. It probably might have been in WCW. I know. I, I don't even think even in WCW. Dude, I was watching. I forget what it was on the WWE Network. It, it might have been Eddie Guerrero's <laughs> greatest moments, and it was like Eddie and Ray wrestling in Mexico, bro. Like long time ago. Oh yeah, some yeah. some of the best shit that they did was at house shows and stuff. Yeah, but uh, they they were just 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 there was no keeping Por up with them motherfuckers. Ray, like why'd you, if, you make me do it? I say. If, if you had an Iron Man match for an hour long, that would be. If they had an Iron Man match for an hour long. Ray and Eddie? Ray Ray and Eddie for an Iron Man match an, an hour, hour long? long? Forget about it. it Greatest it, match of it, all time. It, it would turn out like the Brett Michael uh, uh Brett Michaels. I'm thinking of Sean and Brett together. Yeah, uh, Brett it it would mimic Sean and Brett's match, pinfall to pinfall at the you know, at the last five minutes and then going into overtime. Yeah. It totally would end like that. It 100%. totally would. Yeah. Definitely. No, no question. Eddie, asked, Eddie, Eddie with a lot of submissions, Ray with the high flying, Eddie with the high flying. It, it, yeah. You could definitely get a good uh, repeat of uh, Brett and Sean. I Iron Man match. I, I think it, it might even surpass it. Just, just my personal oh, 100%. opinion. Like, it's a dream match. I wish we could well, go. Well, here's a match happen. that Paul Heyman wanted to do when he was running the big six. You know what I'm going to do, he bro? I'm going to go put... into GM mode on SmackDown vs. Raw 2008 or whatever fucking SmackDown vs. Raw I can find. I'm going to go in and I'm going to create six. an Iron Man match of Ray and Eddie, and I'm going to see the outcome and watch it through. Oh, you on know what? That's com- actually not a bad computer, idea. The computer on the diff- highest difficulty level. SmackDown versus Raw 2006 would be the closest that you would have because everybody's in their prime at that point. All right. So 06. so 06 is the best one you want to use. I think that was the first one, right? Too wasn't it? SmackDown versus Raw 06, the first or 05 was the first. No, one? S- no, SmackDown versus Raw was the first one. And then they had then it was SmackDown versus Raw 2006. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so the first one came out 05, I think, or 04, and then yes, 06 oh, came out in 05. 05 was for 06. Yes. Um, I mean, this, like I said, next best thing, uh, yo, this match has everything. The rolling Germans, the hat trick suplex on Chavo. I mean, 
It's got high flying One more spots. coming. It's got it was four, bro. He, he did four. Like he was suplexing. It you was got like grappling. Four. You you got a lot of good shit in this match. This match should have went easy twenty minutes. I mean, easy twenty minutes. Gore, gore, gore. What video game? It's got to be a SmackDown versus Raw. I'm trying to think about it. Uh, here comes the pain and uh, shut your mouth. Gore, gore, gore. I mean, um, Benjamin capitalizes right here, you know, and uh, Team Angle, man, world's greatest tag team. I think I think it was a fucking insane match to say the least, though. I mean, all those athletes in there together, like we're talking about, just the chemistry that three of them they're all have young the ring, too you know but they're all young and the other mix in there rhino is great bro don't get me wrong rhino is fucking awesome rhino rhino knows when to put the gas on you know i mean he he, he has an intensity he, i think he could have been a little bit bigger i remember i remember like kind of being scared of rhino when i was younger because i was like he was like ecw gore. he was a lot bigger yeah not even ecw but just like when he came he was just like a brute like even though he was short he was stocky like a pit you know just rah, tear you a fucking part bro. yeah but um 100 percent. excuse me um hold on one second all right so yeah let's jump in uh next up we got hogan whoa 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 Vince you skipped the winners Vince McMahon, the world's yeah, it, greatest tag team won benjamin capital we, we said that i didn't hear you say it no you said it bro i said benjamin capitalized you said great world's greatest tag team won I don't remember that, but okay. Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan. I predicted Hogan on this. I mean. Well, that's not till later. Actually, you, you know what? No, it, it is the match. But in the meantime, the catfight girls settle it in the ring, in bed, in ring, in bed. It's a no contest Back and because forth, they pulled down arguing. fucking coachman's pants. I got to agree with Blondie. I'd rather settle it in bed. That's just my dog ass looking for puppies, though, you know? Like, But, yeah, you're right. I forgot that little segment in there. I had a little note on it here. But um, I was going to say, you're, like, jumping all over the place. The next thing I had was Michaels versus Jericho. The catfight girls aren't on, aren't until after Jericho. I, I, don't, I don't. Oh, you know what it was? They threw the segment in here, though, for Vincent Hogan. Like, they had the segment prior to the catfight girls. It's a backstage segment pro yeah. and, and, and promo to the match building up. We that, don't that, really that, need to cover that. That's what it was. You're right. I, I don't know why I had it here, though. I had VM versus Hulk Hogan. I think I wrote it. And then, like, it didn't show up until later on because I had cat girl segment. You're right. Match five, HBK versus Y2J. Yo, this is a legendary one. I don't know if there has been anyone in this industry with more charisma than that man. That is King speaking on HBK, I believe. Could be why this is the first time that they met. This is the first time that they met. First time. And then when they met again in 08, they blew it away. I mean, than what they did at WrestleMania 19. I'm pretty sure that was King saying it about, yeah, uh, HBK. Nobody more charisma than that man. And I said, I don't know why 2J is a good start. Like, if anybody's got more charisma than HBK, like, I'm old Sean, like, Sean, pre-Christian Sean, like, crazy, reckless Sean, insane, out of this world. Jericho, to this day, pre-Jericho, new Jericho, still no fucks given. You know? Like, he doesn't... It's the evolution of Jericho. But, I mean, I forgot all about this rivalry, and I don't know how 
I don't know how I left this This was one of the greatest rivalries that I can remember in my childhood, besides The Rock and Austin and The Rock uh, and Vince and Stone Cold. This was one of the greatest rivalries. I agree. Because they they built this up for a good four months. Yeah. And it's two. This was building up since this started at that year's Royal Rumble. I, I believe there was like 12, I think it was like five, six people in the ring. It was about to come down to the last, like the last, like three entrants. Shawn Michaels eliminates Jericho. Jericho comes in and eliminates Shawn Michaels just because he's being a dick and they start fighting on the outside. Then the next night on raw, they start doing their thing. Then they have a little, like something happens at, um, you used to be Elimination Chamber. I'm trying to remember what it is now. I think it's Bad Blood or whatever. Back then, um, they had an Elimination Chamber back then. Before Elimination, elimination Chamber didn't debut until uh, 2000. Revolution, New Year's two. Revolution, the Res- Resolution Revolutions debuted in 2002. They didn't bring it back until 2004. For Revolution, right? Though wasn't it New Year's Eve Revolution or some shit? New Year's Eve Revolution was the pay-per-view that they I had. I wish WWE would bring back that pay-per-view, bro. Like a New Year's pay-per-view, though. That would be dope since I don't really do shit on New Year's anymore, bro. I'm getting old. To have a pay-per-view, bro, or just like a party, like have a New Year's party, and then they should have like their own ball drop so we don't got to watch Times Square. Right. Ugh, that yeah. would be pretty cool. I mean, that's just me. Um, the cameras were shooting a WrestleMania movie, King said. And I'm like, yeah, we're still waiting on that. Like, I haven't seen a WrestleMania movie. Unless they're talking about a couple years later when WrestleMania goes Hollywood and WrestleMania 21. But that's that wasn't even a movie. It was just like But they yo, King said it like six times. JR was like, King, you said it six times during this match. Like, kept talking about the movie. He he was bringing it up later on. He's like, We're shooting a WrestleMania movie. I, I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like where is talking this movie, about bro? fucking recording? No, he's talking about them filming well, it for uh, DVD and yeah, DVD and home release. Could have been. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, this was going to be an intense match. Two of the best in the last two, well, three generations as of now. And yes, three, because Y2J on the big 30 years, baby. Rockstar. Fucking 1990. He, he just had his 30 year. I think we were just talking about what a, an episode or so ago. Two episodes ago, we were talking or three, maybe. I don't know. I think it was about two of them. Yeah. He came up on, uh, eh, who cares, bro? 30 years fucking wrestling, bro. <laughs> I mean, this is uh first time after WrestleMania five years ago, uh, WrestleMania 14. That would be, this is the return entrance for, um, for Sean. So I'm thinking this is his first WrestleMania back. Yeah, in five years. I got really sloppy here. He already won. He he already won the world heavyweight title and everything. So that already happened. He already had the blow off match with Triple H. Oh, I know what Uh, it is. So this is after he won the world title and Yeah. I mean this is his SmackDown Here Comes the Pain or whatever from that era entrance. He's got the cross. Yes, 100%. He's got the cross. We have the Christian Michaels. They were talking. He was transformed. That's what King said. Transformed Michaels. Especially, yes. You know, he's not the same 
booty grabbing sunny fucking Sean King. <laughs> He's not the Ugh. same. Um, yo, I mean, he ain't screwing anybody now. Chris looks super young still. I mean, this is only he still under looks half his like career. Lionheart from WCW. Yeah. That's this, what he still looks I mean, like. This is under half his career this time. I mean, 30 and- this year, that's 91. So this is 03. That's 12 years. He was, and when they, and when he came out to the ring, they billed him from Manhasset, New York, right here on Long Island, baby. We're getting old, bro. He was only wrestling 12 years at this point. We were all watching this as kids growing up, and now he's wrestling for 30 fucking years. (laughs) 100. 100, bro. 100. Oh, man. But, um, you know, Y2J with the kip up, HBK flex, HBK kips up. That's the original, JR says. I mean, these two are like a mirror image of each other. Um, Y2J tuning up the shuffle, hits the sweet chin music. The counters were crazy in this match. I mm. thought Chris Jericho had the coolest fucking sweet chin music. He'd sit there, tune it up, and then right before he go to hit shuffle. it, he fucking shuffle the feet. Yep, Muhammad oh, that Ali. That shit was cool. That's it. That, yeah, that shit I didn't think was he was cool. going to kick it, bro. I thought like as soon as he shuffled, I was like, he wasted too much time. It's countering. He connected, bro. Just wasn't a Sean super kick, Fucking so it wasn't great, enough for the finish. Great super kick. But, um, I mean, I, I loved the match overall, bro. Um, Y2J. This was a, this, this was a 25-minute match, and it could have gone for 40. Yeah, Y2J, you know, that was an emotional one for him because I'm sure that was, like, definitely one of his influences growing up, obviously, as percent oh, up to it. Um, I mean, he cried, hugged Sean. Like, I didn't think he was going to kick him in the balls. Typical vintage Chris Jericho bad guy. Like, fuck you. I'm fucking getting my way. Yeah. You know, um, sweet chin out of nowhere, though. That was what it was. Sean hit the sweet chin out of nowhere. Roll up HBK one. No, no. Chris Jericho went for a suplex and he rolled out of it with a surprise roll up for the one, two, three. Yeah, but didn't he uh, counter? Didn't he counter with a sweet chin out of nowhere, Sean, for the win? I thought. I don't know. I had it. No. Mike, <laughs> Shawn Michaels won by reversing Chris Jericho's suplex into a surprise roll-up. Okay. All right. Um, Sylvan Granier, Rene Dupree, or whatever, as a SmackDown ref walking into Vince's office. I was wondering what the fuck was going on. I just remembered that little French fuck. I was like, ah, this prick. With the big poodle and everything. Yeah. yeah wee, coming out weirdo. doing a little... Wee wee! Oh, no 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 no! His little bounce, know. bro. Remember that little bounce he used to do in the front? yeah. <laughs> Fucking weirdo, dude. And here's here's the weirdest thing about Seville Grenier. Oh wait, Rene Dupree. When 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 Rene came in, he was going around the locker room and telling everybody that he's been doing this since he was like eight years old. He was nineteen when he came into the WWE. Yeah. He was telling all the all the veterans, yeah, I've been doing this since I was eight years old. You know, I have more experience than you guys. You know, some of the people that, you know, that have been there for like five, six years. And, you know, they've been wrestling for like 10, 15 years independently. But this guy's been doing it for since he was eight years old. And it's been 11 years and everything. So they ribbed on him really bad. That's why we don't hear from Rene Dupree no more. Yeah. He left. The, the Both locker rooms did not like him. He rubbed sure. everybody the wrong way and 19 years old and being cocky and saying that yeah you know I've been doing this since I was 8 ah, keep that to yourself buddy 
yeah, you know what? I was show jerking off, off when I was ring. eight. Show it. <laughs> I was jerking off when I was eight, but my balls weren't pumping yet. <laughs> show it off in the ring, and then just respect everybody who's backstage. Yo, that, that's that's a straight fact. Uh, there was one thing that came up one time where he was like attacking Tori or some shit, and John Cena came out and saved Tori. And I love that. Rene Dupree used to bully a lot of people, and Rene Dupree was uh, sent to human resources a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> for harassing the women. Ah, fucking. He's like, wee, wee, wee. You want to see my wee, wee? You have no wee, wee. wee. It's the roids. Oui. Your balls are in your Oui. Oui. Fucking. Yeah, I mean, anyway, Limb Biscuit, Crack Addict from their new album, which we never received. Hence, the album that actually came out in 2004 was called Results May Vary. Um, LB had the pill bottle CD years before Shady had relapsed. When you opened it up, it was like a pill case and it said open and close. Like you could turn it like how you do a pill case, but it was the CD. Shady came out with relapse and it was also a pill thing. And I'm like, maybe Eminem was following Fred Durst with like the middle fingers and the stuff later down the line. I don't know. Well, well, they, well, they, they had a lot Eminem in common. One of his uh, music videos. They had a lot in common, but they were also beefing. Like they also beef. They had a song that was. He was in one of his music videos. Yeah, but they, they had a song together that was never actually officially, officially released. And then Eminem came out with that diss song, Girls. Talking about Limp, you little punk ass Limp Biscuit, motherfucking Limp Biscuit, whatever. He dissed them yeah, a couple times. Yeah, but they did a music video together. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure they did. I mean, they were in Hollywood together. They they started off cool, bro. They became beefing over whatever reason. And then there was the what whole. What song is was, it? There, then there was DJ Lethal, who was. It's all was, about the he said, she said bullshit. Yeah. And you leave him with a fat lip. Yeah. They, but He's there, in there that was, music uh, video. Eminem's in that music video. I know, but that, that was 2000, bro. They got into beef later on. That was Chocolate Starfish. Oh. Or even Significant Other, that might have been. But, um, like, they got into it later on. And DJ Lethal was, was it, House of Pain's DJ. Was House it of ja Pain. Rule? House of Pain was, was Jump ja Around. Rule, like, the main. The main wasn't beef with Eminem. Wasn't Ja Rule like you know like the main beef that went around from like 02 to like 06? Wasn't that a lot of like Ja Rule shit? Yeah, I mean that was Eminem was dissing everybody, bro. He was dissing Whitey Ford, Everlast, who was House of Pain, was Jump Around. Did they ever find jump, out who killed jump. his? Uh, it, did, uh, did they ever find out who killed Proof? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I, I, I or knew. or. Or did Ja Rule set that fucking hit up? I don't know, bro. I don't think it would have been Ja Rule if anybody. Ja Rule wasn't the gangster. It was probably Irv. Gotti. Well, the only reason why connect. I say Ja Rule, the only reason why I say Ja Rule is because that fucking 50 left Ja Rule's fucking record company and then jumped over to fucking Shady Aftermath. Well, I, th- I think he was, he was bragging about how he stabbed him and shit. Like, Ja Rule was more an entertainer, bro. More than yeah, the gangster Yeah, but I've heard, yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, but I've heard some shit about Ja Rule, and I I know somebody, um, one of my friends is uh, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say any more than this, but uh, one of my friends' spouses used to be the background dancer for Ja Rule, okay. so um, I've I've heard some shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure. I don't. To be honest, I don't really know. Like the whole. That's why I asked because detail. I know Ja Rule was because I know Ja Rule was stirring up a lot of shit. He was between O two to O six. I mean that was, that was fifty. Fifty. A lot of beef. the big beef. 
a lot of the big beef is when 50 went to Shady Aftermath with fucking Dr. Dre and Eminem to sign on their record. And I knew a lot of 50's beef transferred over to it. So that's why I'm saying, because I know Ja Rule was a big part of that. Eminem Him said and Ja Rule it in, uh, were fucking you going know. back and forth for like years. Eminem said it on You Don't Know. He said, wear it like a badge of honor. We pass it around and share it and let it go to whoever's holding the most current beef on their shoulders. And let the soldiers know we got their back till it's over. But tonight, we ain't coming here to beef with nobody. We came to party. Banks, Cassius, and Mr. Ferrari. So it's shady at the Mazad that can that ass. You was ass some shit. What kind of a zuppel position is that? I don't know what the fuck he said. But, you know, his crazy rhyme scheme. That sounds close. And anyway, <laughs> that fucking. That sounds not close. So, so, yo, actually, so Lim Biscuit, they, they performed Crack Addict. That was actually a dope song. I'm thinking why we never received the album is because maybe it was on. We talk about the WWE fallout with their favorite band, Limp Bizkit. We were talking the other day. You said when Kid Rock came along, things changed and shit. But I'm thinking maybe WWE was working on the song with Limp Bizkit or they paid the studio and it was under WWE's production under their label, you know, and then they, they fell, it, fell out. Jim Johnson said something about that Jim in Johnson, a recent interview. And um, it was Vince's idea to pull the plug. Yeah. Because Kid Rock was becoming a bigger thing and Vince wanted a little bit of Southern rock to be incorporated with WWE music, even though Kid Rock's from Detroit, Michigan, from the north, but he does Southern rock songs. Yeah. Um, he, Kid, Rock's more, Kid Rock's more promotable. Mm-hmm. Kid Rock yeah. doesn't have that bad was image. The, 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 only, the only bad image that Kid Rock has was when he dated Cheryl Crow and then and then he was, you know, when they broke up, he was stalking her for a little while. That's about the worst thing that we got out of Kid Rock was just him stalking Cheryl Crow after they broke up. I'm, I'm thinking, too, like it was kind of like the end of like the new metal era, like 03, 04. New metal was like 90s millennium. It got big. Kid while, Rock's been around since out. 94. Yeah, I'm not talking about Kid Rock. Kid Rock's I'm talking been about, around since 94. Yeah, no, I'm talking about, yeah, but he has like a something that you still Fred listen to. Fred Durst pretty much, pretty much burst today, on the scene in like 97, 98. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, but I mean like new metal, the genre is not really marketable today to today's audience. It would just fall under the metal category or nostalgic. Like, like I was listening to Saliva the other day. Click, click, boom. And I'm like, that was in the original Fast and the Furious movie where they're racing. What kind of car can that you was can a afford, fucking pal? WrestleMania song. More than you can afford, no, pal. No, 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 Ferrari. No, late. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> was a saliva song that was WrestleMania 23's theme song. Oh, they definitely click, yeah, saliva, click, saliva worked with them. Drowning Pool worked with WrestleMania even, bro. I've been to a Drowning Pool concert. Only two hundred people showed up. Drowning, dr- Drowning, Drowning Pool did the original ECW theme in in ninety six. Yeah. Let the bodies hit the floor. That's all ECW. <laughs> I wish I could scream. That's like all that, ECW. But um, so yeah, I mean, moving on, yo, we got the WrestleMania Catgirl pillow fight. Stacy had yeah, the, the Kid Rock way. theme. Stacy had the Kid Rock theme at this point. She's got legs. She knows how to yeah. use them. ZZ well, no, Top no, 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 no. cover. No original. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. But thank Kid, you. Kid I was Rock, about to say Kid that. Rock hit it. I saw ZZ Kid Top Rock live at the Paramount the gr- too. Kid Rock did the best cover. I took my dad to go see ZZ Top legs. for his birthday at the Paramount a couple years ago. And I'm like, these motherfuckers are still rocking, bro. They came out with their fucking cow skin or whatever guitars, like wrapped. They're shit. in their 70s. And, yo, they're, and they're, they're, they're rocking, in their bro. They're 70s and they're still kicking ass. Yo, they're still rocking. I'm like, bro, they got to be like going like the Rolling Stones, 50 years strong, bro. 
Rolling Stones, dude, they're in their 80s and they're still touring. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's 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 gotta be crazy. Um, my pre- my prediction, my, my my prediction was well, well, Tori comes out, so she's like, I'm gonna make it a fatal four way. Not gonna lie, this match was super corny, but hot as fuck. Had me smiling the whole way. My prediction was we were all winners, King. <laughs> I mean, uh... we were all winners in that match. Braun Payne's come off. Coach was the only loser. Coach took the big L. And his tidy yep. whiteies out they pulled there. Pull his pants down. <laughs> but hey, listen, if, if those they girls were beating me with a pillow da-da-da-da-da-da. and pull my pants down, I'll trade places, coach. Let's go. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Um They pulled him down I mean, to a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> C CFG, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, the cat fight girls are hot, but they're no Tori and Stacy. I don't know. Tori and Stacy were like Beyond hot, bro. Stay, Stacy was hot. Me, me and my hot. me and my friend Nico and like when we were kids with our spy back to the spy cases with the hidden playboys. We used to have journals, bro. And I just remember like I wish Stacy would wrap those legs around me, <laughs> those long legs, bro. Like she could she could put me in a triangle choke. She could suffocate me, scissor lock, whatever, just to have those legs wrapped around me. And I'm in like fifth grade thinking this shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy was my favorite. Then it became Tori. And then it was like Stacey, just them Stacey, together. Stacey. Them together was like double trouble, bro. Like out of here with that. But um, all right, yo. Um, we are going on to match number six, Triple H versus Booker. This is one that I'm guessing WWE wanted us to forget they about. They made this very racist. Yeah, they, they made I, this I, I very racist. I watched a video racist. on YouTube recently, and they said, uh, "People like you aren't allowed to be opposite. world champions." So this is Booker T's been in for two years now. First title shot, first title shot after being WCW's last champion. If I'm if I'm correct, uh, this is one yes, segment. 100%. Like I said, they want you to forget. Yeah, and it was the somebody like you, and uh, I mean. We've spoke on this. Couldn't even lace up my boots, let alone be world champion. We, now, we, we spoke on this on the one episode about, I said, when Booker T wins, did he do six time? He did do it, but he did it like this. He did the index finger. I did it like this. Did he do six time? He went six time. Like, he stood up to the crowd and he was showing them, like, this is going to be it, baby, you know? Um, I did see him do it in the vignette. Their chemistry is in sync in this match, though. They were both good performers. Nah. You didn't think nah, so? Nah, nah. The match was very sloppy. I thought very it was sloppy. Good. I thought it was okay. Very sloppy. I don't know. I was drinking a little bit. Triple if, H wasn't in the match. If, I'll, I'll I'll be honest with you. Triple H knew he was winning. So yeah. Well, why even fucking even try? We had the Death Valley lock earlier. I don't want to do anything. Uh, that's why the JBL became WWE champion because uh, <laughs> I didn't want to work Tuesdays. But um. This is the this is the modified move I was from telling the hip, you earlier. Cowboy. What was that? I said I'm shooting from the hip, cowboy. Who's that? Hogan. Paul Heyman. Oh, fuck him! But I I thought the it was only reason insane, why but... you were WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Who do you say that to? JBL at ECW one night stand. Wait, who said that though? To J- Heyman said that to JBL. Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman said that to JBL. He's sitting there. He's ranting on the Raw and SmackDown crew that's sitting up at the Hammerstein Ballroom, making fun of him. He sits there and he 
blast Eric Bischoff. And then he looks at JBL and he goes, ooh, and I almost forgot about you. Since you want to shoot from the hip, cowboy, let me tell you something. The only reason why you were WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Whoa. In, in insinuating the fact that Triple H was already the world heavyweight champion, so they wanted to make him WWE champion, but he said nah, so they made JBL the champion. Shout out to my guy Hashi. He just popped up. He's going live right now. But uh, he was actually on the last episode of Our Time Is Now. So I don't know. I, I was just giving him the shout out because he's going to pop up in our video later on anyway. But check out the last episode if you haven't. But, um, yo, that's actually a good uh, promo, though. Paul Heyman, I think, is one of the better creatives off the top of his head, bro. He could come out and make gold. He could come out and there's a total shit show going on. The crowd is fucking furious about a riot and he comes out and he looks through the curtain. He's like, oh, fuck, I got to get out there and do something. And he's going to go out there and make the show better, bro. He's going to turn the crowd. Oh, yeah. He just has that ability. He's just fucking a wizard. With I am the advocate for Brock Osner. Yo, I made a fucking... <laughs> I, did I tell you about the meme I made for Twitter? I, no. I got so sick of him saying Brock Lesnar all the time, and I was like, "Yo, he's on Brock's dick, right?" So I, I went, and <laughs> I went and found a picture of Johnny Sins, <laughs> and I fucking put Bro Paul Heyman's face on Johnny Sins, and I put Brock Lesnar's face on Johnny Sins' dickhead, <laughs> and the veins are there. And I was like, my advocate for cock Lesnar. <laughs> there was, before we go back into I this, would put the picture the right topic. here. I would put the picture right here, but somebody's going to sue me or we're going to get defunded and kicked off YouTube and shit. So maybe I'll just uh, put the link for it. <laughs> you can view it. Um, there was an episode of Raw where... Uh, Brock Lesnar was actually talking on the mic and he's talking and he's talking and, and he's, and I forget who he's talking to. And, and, and he sits there and he goes, and at the end, all I'm going to do is break your arm. Now say something stupid, Paul, and hands him the <laughs> mic. <laughs> say something stupid, Paul. You know, Paul was like, all right, I got something. Let me tell these people something. <laughs> That was great. He answered the mic and said, say something stupid. They they are they work good together, bro. I don't think Brock would have really great got together. To, I don't think Brock would have got where he was without Paul. And vice versa. Oh, without a doubt. Vice versa. Maybe Paul wouldn't be as prominent in wrestling today without Brock because going back to when they first Paulie dangerously, you know I, mean? I mean, you know, no, I'm Paul not, Heyman's not, gonna be around for a don't while. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He always would have been around. He would have been behind the scenes writing. He'd be involved in the industry. But I'm talking about screen time and the way he's worked his way up the ranks, coming from the bottom to be where he is now. I'm just saying, like it was it was a synchronous relationship. They both one hand washed the other and they both helped each other out. That's all. He started from the bottom, now he's here. Without a doubt, he'd still be here, but I'm saying maybe we wouldn't see him on TV as much. Maybe we wouldn't have that annoying, my advocate, Brock Lesnar. We wouldn't have that to hate or love. Like, it wouldn't be here without each other. So, shout out to both of them. I don't really hate but Brock. But going just, back to our match, this was a, I, I, like I said, this was a sloppy match. You're right. Triple H was pretty dominating in the match. Few roll-ups to signify the turning tides. 
the scissor kick how about the, the ending when he hits how about the ending when he pedigrees him the fucking laid on the ground for 30 seconds yo th- there was a, um what the fuck there was uh yeah, Triple H pedigree for the win. You're right. Scissor kick versus the knee to face, though. I always loved Booker's scissor kick, and I always loved Triple H's knee to face. When I when I we used to play video games back in the day, I always gave those two moves to my guys. Triple H's knee, go boom. I always did the CD thing, or either Triple H the running knee where he kicks you with the knee, or the one where he runs up and then he face busters you on his knee with the jumping. Those were two of my favorite signatures of all time. Facebuster, spinebuster, spinebuster. I always gave my guy the 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 Leviathan spinebuster though, the one Batista did, where he like lifted you up by your chest and fucking slammed you in the ground. Yeah, that, that was my favorite spinebuster. I don't think anybody had a better spinebuster than Batista, especially when he came down on his knees. He just bounced right back up, bro. But it looked like the driving force. Like I don't know if it was just because it was Batista doing it. Like the animal was fucking a specimen in his day, bro. Like he still is, but I mean, prime time Batista, bro. Like. Fucking coming out of OVW when he was Leviathan with the with the contacts, the gauges or whatever, the big hoop earrings. Deacon, Deacon Batista. That was what Deacon it, Batista. That's what, oh Deacon Batista. That was Deacon what, Batista. That was when he came Devon? straight out of OVW and worked with Reverend Devon. Devon. Testify. Testify. Damn. Yo, speaking of bro, I thought I put that on here somewhere. Maybe not. Oh, it, it, it might have been an earlier segment. Yeah, it was an earlier segment that they showed, like, earlier in the pay-per-view about the Dudley boys coming in and helping somebody out. I forget, but uh, it's on one of the other sheets. Anyway, yeah, Triple H, yo, he had the Indian Deathlock, though, in this one. That's what I wanted to get back to. It was like a modified figure four, the Indian Deathlock. I never even heard it or seen it. Never heard of it. It was a, it was a, it was it a submission it. move that he did, bro. It looked just like the figure four, but he, he kept... That, that, that's when Triple H also got up and he used to do like the little clapping thing and fall back where he had like your legs oh, messed no. up. Oh, no. Triple H could never do the figure four because he's got fucked up knees. No, but he did. Dude, he did the Indian death lock in this match. I never saw it before. They were like, oh, my God, it's the Indian death lock. It's the Indian. I'm like, what the fuck is the Indian death lock? But it was like a modified figure four. Never heard of it. It was like Hell's Gate, like how Taker does like Hell's Gate <laughs> modified. It was kind of like that. And then he's on his stomach like this, though, and Booker T's screaming in pain. Ah, oh, and I'm like, it kind of looks just like a figure four. And usually when you're that way, the person applying the move is the one in pain. So I'm like, maybe it was a figure four, but they just gave it a different name because it looked the same. I don't know. I wish I would have learned how to do that move to RJ and the boys back on the block in a day, though. It looked fucked up. It looked fucked up. Like he had like this. He was like pushing his knee this way or his leg that way. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to send you the video. I would put it in here, bro, but they wound up kicking off our Paul Heyman uh, tribute to to New Jack. They made me cut the segment out. YouTube said your video is blocked unless you cut this segment. I had to cut. They said you could do it in video editor. I had to cut it out. I, I wow. tried to I tried to speed it up. I was like, you know, I was like, just paying homage to a dead guy. I mean, come on, why why would you cut it out like a sermon? It's like being at the guy's funeral. WWE copyrighted because yeah, but, because it's uh, copyrighted. But it don't matter, bro. It's it's a it's a guy who died, and we're honoring his life. I don't know. That's just me. WWE doesn't even own any rights to any of his names. You know, so so whatever. <sighs> but um, yeah. So yeah, like you said, pedigree for the win. Boom, boom, boom. Triple H won. It was it was kind of obvious who was going to win that match anyway. Like I said, uh, you're not fit. Uh, to be champion. Uh. 
Yeah, we all know who the boss's favorite was. Look at my nose. It gets bigger with more steroids. Uh. We all know who the boss's favorite was. Speaking of favorites, that brings us to match number seven. Hogan versus McMahon. In a street fight, 20 years in the making. Yeah, so they say, right? But there was a lot of uh, speculation around it. But you're right. Yep, street fight. So 20 years in the making, 1983 to 2003. 93 is when they said Hogan, Vince said Hogan left, left the WCW. WWE and went to WCW. Yes, this though? is the first time that I Hogan... it was like 95 or 95, 96. I think he was like in Hollywood for like a year or two doing those Mr. Nanny movies and shit. No, no, Commando. no. That was the early 90s. That was 1990, 91. Came back in 92, left in 93, was in WCW, and then in 95... Turned to be the new world order because Hulkamania wasn't running wild from 94 to 95, brother. Hulkamania wasn't running wild anymore, brother. I got married. Look, Jack, I had to sit there and I had to take the red and yellow down, dude. I had to put on the black and white, brother. I was in the process of making Brookie Bay in. I needed money. Nick was on his way. I was sleeping bro. with Miss El- I look, I was sleeping with Miss Elizabeth and she was getting the twenty-six inch pythons every single night when Randy Savage was sitting down by the bar. Remember, she was Dude. Getting, she was getting that twelve inch Hulk Hogan dickin', brother. Not the six inch Terry Hogan, but the Hulk Hogan, brother. <laughs> Miss Elizabeth people. got the same thing that Bubba the Love Sponge's wife gets every oh, night. Oh man, brother. Yo, fucked up. God bless. Miss Elizabeth, bro. Sorry for for that shit. We're going to hell, but hey, man, it's all in good love. It's all part of the industry, bro. Part of the industry. It's entertainment. I hope people still joke around when I'm dead, and then you know talk about you, but joke around about you still. Like keep your spirit alive. I'm not one easily offended. But um, it was a dope vignette. Uh, you walked out on me, Hogan, to WCW. Hogan testified against Vince, and he forgave him. I said he, steroids. He, he, he forgave that money train. Yeah, of course he was going to forgive that money train. But um, I haven't seen Vinnie Mac train this hard since he was drinking raw eggs to verse Mr. 316 Austin himself. When Shane was like, come on, dad, drink it down. Vince was a lot bigger in this than he was when he fought Stone Cold. I know, but I'm saying I'll I haven't seen him train that. this hard in general. Yeah, he definitely had a lot more roids in his ass, but I'm saying I haven't seen him train this hard <laughs> since fucking uh, <laughs> since he had to fight Stone Cold. <laughs> Hey, Sean, I got 30 cc's. I need you to put it up my ass. I mean, the only thing I had with this, bro. Do it or you're fired. I had a quarrel because there was a live guitarist playing Hulkster's theme. And I don't know if it was like Biscuits guy, Limb Biscuits guy that was there at the time. Because there might not have been another guitarist in the building. But it sounded nothing like any of his previous entrances. Didn't sound like real American. It was supposed to be the... Well, no, no. um, He was still coming out to Jimi Hendrix's theme that he did in WCW, but since WWE didn't want to pay Jimi Hendrix's family the money to get the song like uh, Turner did, yeah, they uh, did Jim Johnson did his own version. It was horrible. Standing next it to was. a mountain, chopping down with the edge of my hand. That, that would have been such a better yeah. fucking theme song, bro. Exactly. Just pay the $500,000 to use the song. You guys could end up copywriting it and putting it in your own library. I mean, you guys made that on t-shirts. Like you did with all the Motorhead songs. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Different different times. I mean, Time uh, to play the game. Th- this, this is bow a grudge match. Bow down to the king. 
Give me a break. Or they did it for Evolution, too. I see the lion in the sand. Yeah. Evolution! But, I mean, this is a grudge match, to say the least. McMahon always plays such a good stooge. Always has, always will. Um, they both McMahon plays busted. the gr- McMahon plays a great heel, no matter what. They're, they're both busted open pretty early on. I mean, I don't know, bro. This was right. I I I have to throw this in. I have to throw this throw in. Throw it, because this is this is so. I if if I don't throw this in, I'll lose. I will lose capability as a wrestling fan, and and people will sit there and go, ah, oh, he didn't say it. He's Mister Know It All. Um, three weeks before this match happened, Vince McMahon signed Hulk Hogan's name in Hulk Hogan's blood on the contract. I, yeah, that was dope. He was stabbing but him with the pen. Before this happened. Before this happened, Hulk Hogan had a big promo mix-up. Hogan sat there and said, I was the right gay guy at the right time. And he drew back what he said, and he said, I'm the right, I was the right man for the gay guy. And then he had to redo it again a third time. He kept calling himself gay. He was like, those, those promo uh, So I have to throw us. that in there. It's not it's not being – I'm not trying to make fun or anything. Vince, was, but up, Vince was in there rubbing up on Hulkamania like, oil these guns up, Hogan. Hogan's like, you like that, Vince? I'm going to make you my top guy. Look, Vince, if you want to get down there, brother, you're going to have to sit there and you're going to have to give me the roids first, dude. Listen, Vince, if I'm going to join the Mr. McMahon Kiss My Ass Club, you're going to join the Suck the Hulk Maniac Python Club, brother. Pucker up. So, um, yeah, Hogan wasn't the right gay guy for the right time, apparently. (laughs) Hey, man. I lose credibility float, if whatever, I didn't whatever, say whatever it. floats your boat, bro. It's Pride Month. Salute to the prides, whatever you are, LGBTQ plus, whatever. So maybe maybe it's Hogan, LGBTQAAIP plus plus STID, whatever the fuck else like, I can like, say. Like I don't I said, know what man, else. Whatever floats your boat. Maybe Hogan wanted to take the yacht out that weekend. Hey boss, what's good? Hulkamania, brother. But uh yo, Piper's I'm the right here. Gay guy for the right time. Piper's here, hot rod in the building. Kicking McMahon in his ass. McMahon's trying to get up. Kicks then, him in his ass again. And, and then, then he picks up the pipe. With a fucking yeah. steel pipe. It's open with a pipe. Double snot rockets, bro. Chris Benoit style, bro. Double snot rockets. Walks out. You think it's going to be over? Uh, not quite. Vince is beating up Brian Hebner. I don't know. Is that Earl's fucking son or brother? Brian Hebner? Brother. Brother? The twins. Oh, okay. I didn't even Earl know. Earl and Brian. Didn't the Hebner brothers. But um, anyway, you know, it's it's not a WrestleMania without they Hogan. Were the first, they were the first people to use twin magic Switcheroo. in 1989. We yep, discussed 1989. This. this was like second, third episode. We talked about that when we were discussing yeah. the Bella twins and, and shit and the other twins. But I Everything don't think, comes uh, full circle. I don't think they even look alike, bro. <laughs> I, I I recognize Earl Hebner. I saw this guy and I'm like. Back the then, yeah. back then, you could not tell the difference. As they got older, you can tell exactly who was who. Earl Earl aged different, you know, I think. Earl is now a uh, AEW referee. Is he? And he looks the same than when he, yeah, he, he looks the same when he was in WWE. I haven't even noticed, bro. It's been a while since I really Earl Hebner is in AEW. I've been kind of so caught up in life these past two months. I haven't really tuned in. Mike Kyoto, um, uh, Mike Kyoto <laughs> was the uh, 
Bless you. Thank you. Mike Kyoto was the uh, second longest referee next to Earl Hebner. Mike Kyoto, I think, is in um, AEW also. Yeah, Mike Mike Kyoto, I remember him too. He was also a longtime WWE referee. SmackDown. SmackDown referee. But um, like um, Scotty Armstrong. Scotty Armstrong was a, a WCW referee, and he's still in WWE to this day. Sil- Reffing on SmackDown. Who, who he is? Scotty Armstrong. Yeah, he's the blonde hair referee guy for SmackDown. What what the hell was that other blonde guy name that played um, Rick Nature Boy Junior. Blonde hair. Scotty w- Armstrong. That no, was WCW. No, WC. There's another guy, WCW guy that played. Uh, the bl- Scotty Armstrong used to be in WCW. He played. He played Nature Boy Junior during up. WCW before he was the referee. Yes. Huh. Yes, it was Scotty Armstrong. David Flair, his actual son, Sorry. did wrestle yeah, no, in WCW because he had the storyline with Stacy Keebler. And the storyline with uh, around uh, that's probably around the same time as um um as David Scotty uh, Armstrong looked exactly like Ric Flair, just really skinny. Yeah. Back then, well, he pro- did. Probably, he looked probably like Ric Flair, but he was skinny. Around the era of like David Arquette and like Ready to Rumble and time and before there. that, before that. Before I, that, yo, that was 98, 99. I remember Vince seeing Russo them. was writing for the company then. I remember seeing the so horseman that's 99. in the ring. And I took a picture of Brooke, Ho- uh, Brooke Hogan. I took a picture of fucking Charlotte Flair with the four horsemen in the ring. And I'm like, holy shit, she was so young there. Just standing in the ring yeah. with the four horsemen. I was like, damn, bro. Like teenager young, bro. Not even. But uh, but yes, Scotty Armstrong. Scotty I mean, Armstrong. You know this is not a WrestleMania without hulking up and running wild. Uh, Sylvan Granier comes out. That's where he was going in Vince's office to try to screw Hogan or whatever. The referee. Hogan sends him like this, does the Babe Ruth like he's gone. Chucks him out. You know, hits McMahon with a leg drop. Hits him with another leg drop. Hits him with a third leg drop. (laughs) He just wanted to leg drop the shit out of Vince McMahon. He just wants to break his fucking hips, doesn't he? And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Hogan obviously walked away with the W. Vince... they wouldn't, have made him, they wouldn't have made of him sign course. a fresh new contract to be like, well, it's going to be his last match. Like, Of course. Of course Hogan's going to get the win. That's like putting Hulk Hogan versus Dusty Rhodes. Well, let me tell you something, baby. The American dream ain't going to be laying down and doing no job for no Hulkamaniac. I'll tell you what, brother. Yeah, man. Well, let me tell you something, dude. You're going to have to take the one, two, three, Jack, because I'm not going to sit there and take a pinfall from a fat ass like you, brother. Well, then let me tell you something there, baby. I will, we'll, we'll just have managers in the match, and they can just call it the DQ, and then that's how we can do it, and then we both save steam, baby. I like that idea, dude. Let's do it, Jack. Fuck him. All right, so hold up. We Hogan gonna... will never take the W unless if it's for somebody that he'll say yes to. And the only person I've ever seen him take the W for was for two people. Who? Ultimate Warrior and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I do need to run and get my portable phone charger because I'm set up in a position where I do not have an extension cord without turning my camera the other way. So hold up. That works because I gotta get iced tea. Baby.
We are back, folks. We are back live after the tune-in segment. Did you hit him with a fucking commercial? <laughs> he hit him with the be right back soon also. Johnny Bravo. Do the monkey. Oh, Get a nice cold one. I forgot to tell people to check out our sponsors in the description below. We have Dr. Squatch Soap. Make your bowl smell clean before you go to your girlfriend's house next time. Know what I'm saying? We have Pod Decks. If you want to start a podcast, they're just simple questions just to get your feet off the ground. And can't forget, Cut Buddy, help you line up your beard like me. Self-lining up your beard without having a fucking barber do it for $45. You could do this shit at home with the Cut Buddy in the link below. All our sponsors, you could even just buy us a coffee. Support the show. T-shirts on the way soon. And we are back. Little segue here. Little segue here into the uh, one of my favorite matches. We're going to start off with Austin and the Rock 3. What do you say? One of the this greatest matches Cold's of all time or what? last match. Seven-time WWE champ. A leading man in Hollywood, JR called him. If it's my opinion, the leader in Hollywood. Today's day and age, The Rock. Um, this is probably my favorite rivalry, as I said earlier. My favorite vignette of all time. Two of the best, by far two of my favorites. I don't know if it's just biased because Biscuit was playing during the vignette. I don't know. It was pretty badass. Like It had like the crack addict. They were really pushing Limbiscuit, even though that it was past his time. But, uh, I mean, this is The Rock, his calm Hollywood theme. I hated that shit. The is cooking. This is... This it, it it was the trailblazing thing. I love the trailblazing thing. Hated it. Hated that theme. Too calm for the most electrifying it's man in all sports entertainment. Too calm. Too calm. Austin with his classic theme. No more disturbed. No more step up. Which I think when we talked about invasion on one of our first episodes or second episode. I didn't like the disturbed team. I, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. Step up into the net. Everybody, you, 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 there's a lot of people that love that song form. It's like, I, that's not who Stone Cold is. Glass Shatters by fucking Jim Johnson is the song. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That is true. Glass Shatters by Jim Johnson is actually a ripoff of Bulls on Parade. Eh. Wait. Glass Shatters is a ripoff of what? Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade by Rage Against the Machine. All right, I gotta listen Stone to Cold. It. Stone Cold admitted it on his podcast. He said, "You know, you know, when I needed to go down for a theme song, Vince told me to go down to Jim Johnson. I gave him a CD of Rage Against the Machine. He pretty much came up with a pat. He, he pretty much ripped off Bulls on Parade." I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to look it up. Never heard it, but I, I definitely want to hear it now. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he had his classic music. This is another huge grudge match. Uh, both men gave their souls in this match, and I think given the circumstances, Austin beating Rock twice, Austin knowing it's his last match, whether he was limited or not to what he was actually able to do is a whole nother factor in itself. 
So 100%. It could have been it could have been even more explosive, but if this was his last match and he needed to kind of take the bow out and as we say pass the torch um for the rock to become the now the top guy, this was a way to do it. Even though Rock was probably going back to Hollywood anyway, it was we didn't know at the time. We were kids. We were like, we hope he stays. We hope he stays, but he might be gone. The Scorpion King is leaving again. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was funny. I thought this was the match where where the Rock was uh took the camera and like like turned around and Stone Cold stunned him, where the Rock was like with yep. the camera. That, the Rock had the camera. The that, Rock stole Stone Cold's vest that and everything that was this the match. match. That was this match where The Rock yes. took the camera? That was, yes. What? This was the match where he took the camera, walked around, yeah. hit it, hit him with it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. after that, went over to the fucking announcer table, put on his vest, started strutting around like fucking uh, Jeff Jarrett and yeah. Ric Flair and everything in the jacket. Yeah, that was this match. All right. Yeah, I, I know. He threw his vest What's on. Um, It was great. I'm doing a podcast. Doing my podcast. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yo, he threw the vest on. He had a quick bath. And I say bath because instead of a beer bash, however, well, a bath is just water. He had the water. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't say water bath, but. It's the people's water. Um, Yo, Luthez Press, one of, another one of my favorite video game signatures to this day. I always love that where Austin Irish whip him on the ropes and then jump Duluth up on him. The Luthez Press, yeah. Always one of my favorite. And stomping mud holes and walking him dry. Another one that's turnbuckle. He'd go. I mean, Austin hits a rock bottom. A payback from the stunner that the rock hit on him. Uh, counter one. stunner. Spin around. Rock hits the stunner. WrestleMania the movie. We hear it again. <laughs> Yet to see it. Come on, King. Uh, WrestleMania goes Hollywood two years later once again. Um, oh, yeah? There's a lots of back and forth in this match. WrestleMania 19 available for home DVD release. I mean. By the summertime. Get your copy today for only $49.99. Remember buying fucking DVDs with wrestling, bro? Wrestling DVDs? Yeah, they were a lot of fucking money. Yeah, I never really bought them. I always borrowed yours or, or somebody that had them. Like, yo. I had a lot. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> We 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 got to witness the most electrifying miss in Austin's vest ever. He went to go do it, messed it up. Then finally, he took the vest off. Retake, as we call it in Hollywood, for the people's elbow. Rock bottom still kicks out. Rock bottom, the sequel to Rock Bottom Three, the sequel to the sequel, and. One, two, three. It was electric. Took three rock bottoms to put out the Stone Cold. I don't know if it was just the phone or the re-editing of the audio. It was electric, I say. But it wasn't so electric that you could hear the audience go crazy because I think they wanted Austin to win. But I could sense the electricity. Of course they wanted Austin to in win. In my mind. And then, you know, it was like a huge, like he leaned over Austin. Like it was a huge thank you, you know, and then like bow out. You could see the emotion in the rock's face. Like the rock was walking around the ring and he, he kept doing like a lot of this. Like he was moving his hands a lot, walking around. He went into the crowd, kisses to his family. And then as he's walking up the ramp again, he's going like this. Like, we know you're not wiping the sweat, bro. You're, you're wiping the tears because you're happy that you finally accomplished this feat in your career at WrestleMania, where it all began for you. It's a big moment, bro. And then he's walking up the ramp. Austin comes out and you can see the pain in Austin's eyes too, bro. Austin was like, looked left, like, you know, like kind of like, stand to my run, man. This is it. Hell yeah. Go to the top of the ramp. Give them one more of these, bro. WrestleMania. 
but you're bowing out. And it just so happens the next night ended up being rock appreciation night. And then, uh, Goldberg. I mean, wait, that was the next night. Goldberg was the next night. Hey, Rock, you're next. Goldberg was the next night on Rock Appreciation Night. But uh, yeah, I mean, they they definitely hit Austin's theme and it was emotional for everyone there. I wish we got one more beer bash. I wish we got one more beer bash. Well, we got plenty more beer bashes, just not of Austin after a match. He came back, he was sheriff, he's been there. We always got Austin drinking beer fucking on his days off even, you know, but. And now it is time for the main event of the evening. What do we got, kid? In this corner, weighing in at a 235 pounds, he is the only Olympic gold medalist in WWE history. He is the WWE champion. Brock Lesnar. I'm just fucking what are you with talking you. I about. Had to, I had to the throw Kurt it in Angle there. Kurt Angle comes out first. I know. I had to throw it in there, though, bro. Kurt Angle comes out first. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. Had to, we're talking about poorly dangerous. I had to dangerously live. No, you're right. I'm trying. I, 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 was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was trying to. I was trying to channel my inner fucking Tony Schiavone. I know, I know, and I was I was flipping no, the script on Tony you. Tony Schimmel, Tony Schimmel. I'm trying to get my Tony Schimmel. Kurt Angle. This is a WWE and Championship then, match versus the Challenger. And as Michael Cole says, and you heard the new weight of 235 pounds. Kurt Angle lost seven pounds of intense training for this match. Did he? Yes. Lost seven pounds in order to wrestle fucking Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I mean, th- this is when I liked Brock Lesnar, though. This is like pre-MMA. Lesnar was on fire right now. Lesnar was on fire. Pre-whatever. Like, he was just Brock Lesnar, bro. This is like... Lesnar was on fire at this point. So th- this is his first Lesnar was already... Yes, but Lesnar was already WWE champion before this. Yeah. This is an 03. At SummerSlam 02, here at Madison Square Garden, uh, here at Nassau Coliseum on Long Island, I I to go so he bad. faced The Rock for the WWE title, mm-hmm. and he beat The Rock at SummerSlam. Yeah. This for is, the WWE this is, Championship. Uh, I mean, this is PS2, here comes the pain era, Brock Lesnar. Yes, 100%. Like, this is this is everybody's favorite Lesnar. Yeah, this, this was my favorite Lesnar. This was like when I used to do the video games and be Brock Lesnar and fuck everybody up. Just F five, F five, F five. I like Brock's aura now. You like his what? I like I I I I like his aura now. I like the way they present him. He is that dangerous fighter. He is that wrestler that you know you should really only put with certain people that can really actually go with it. Because yes, he knows how to throw the punches and everything. But you got to be careful. You know, he's a legit fighter. He could legitimately hurt you. And they're both wrestlers, dude. They're both like professional wrestlers kurt being the olympic gold medalist and brock being a collegiate what all-american a right? with a broken freaking neck at the 1996 olympics in fucking georgia usa what was, what was that do 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 i don't suck i suck. don't on the don't WWE original suck. suck he said yeah won the olympic gold medals with a broken freaking neck 
when he was rapping or, or wasn't it when him and austin when they were going back jimmy crack corn and i don't care jimmy crack yeah he was like trying to be austin's buddy with his little cowboy hat i remember when kurt angle came out he's like take her you're riding that motorcycle i got something for you and he brought out the little scooter <laughs> he was an entertainer kurt i love kurt oh, I cannot kurt was kurt. great kurt I was one of my favorite wrestlers hated him growing up but I, you it was like you hated him so much you had to love him you know like you loved to hate yeah. the guy. that was the whole thing he was entertainment at his finest because he uh, yeah you're an olympic gold medalist but you also have so much charisma and character and oomph in you that the wwe pushed yeah. you pushed your boundaries and opened up a whole nother element to the world to see um, and I agree with you, bro. This is quite possibly the greatest WrestleMania ever, especially this match. I mean, this main event was insane. The announcers are so insane. raspy and energetic here. And it makes sense because you said Michael Cole had a cold earlier on. But yeah, I mean, the announcers are so raspy and energetic here, man. Uh, I don't really know what to say. F5 kick out playing possum second ankle lock rope break reverses for days. F5 number two. They used to fly with the F5, like I said earlier, bro. Brock's getting old. Dude, like, they it, used to be like... This was like, a 20-minute match. It was like fucking F5, bro. Like And fuck a helicopter spin. That shit was like a fucking F5 tornado. It was like... Whoosh, that motherfucker was like... Boom, 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 spinning before he hit. Now yeah, it's just like... like he like yeah, almost falls like on Like fucking Lesnar was, re- was really giving it to him. Like, you know, like no joke. I think it was also a matter of like people knew how to take it more. Like there's definitely more caution used now. So it's like, okay... We're gonna do this because it's safer. It's safer now. But back in the day, it was like, oh, oh I'm gonna fuck your kneecaps up, spin you that way, or what he did with uh, Zach Gowan or whatever his name was with the fucking F5 into the the one-legged wrestler leg kid. I wonder whatever happened to that guy, bro. He was kind of entertaining. The one-legged wrestler. Yeah, bro. I give it to him, bro, just to get out there and do that shit, though. That shit ain't easy. Match went match. Match won 20 minutes. Like you said, a lot of back and forth, a lot of specials, now, finishers, whatever I, I you want to call them. I already them. sensed it. This is where Brock breaks his neck, though, or something. Yes. I already sensed it. Brock he, goes, he went up for Brock the shooting star. Used to go, Brock used to do the shooting star press in OVW. It's there crazy. is actual video footage of him doing it and landing it perfectly. But he looked hesitant. He, he looked he hesitant at this point. Like He, looked he was up at it. shot. Yeah, but I'm saying he looked up at the rope. Like, I'm, am I about to do this? Like, it was like. It looked hesitant in his eyes. I took note that he looked hesitant. And I said, like, kind of like creative forced him to do it. Like, well, you've done it before. Go out and do it. You know, he's like, uh, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I, I, yeah, I've done it before. I could do it. Didn't get it all the way. Hit really hard, bro. I, I could see he's hurt. He, that hurt. he almost broke his neck. What, he, what, did he, what did he do exactly? He didn't break his neck? He landed on two vertebrae on his neck. He had to um, I remember him coming get with like the, some type of surgery. Yeah, with the neck shit on his neck for a while and shit. But, um. I don't know. He's hurt. But I mean, F5, I mean, 290 pounds, Brock first. I want to mention that. Yeah, that. the weight of his height, the weight just, of his height. And the, and the momentum, the speed and the momentum and the force, like just boom. I don't care if that's plywood, cotton dog. When I was fucking third or fourth grade, I was hanging upside down from the jungle gym like this. And I used to, you remember how kids used to like hook their feet so they didn't fall. They could swing like when you hook your feet on the other bar. Or you could just hang mm-hmm. there with just your legs like this over the one bar. I had my feet hooked and I was swinging and I unhooked them and I was swinging like this, bro. And right from the middle of the jungle gym, about two feet, whatever it is, like if I'm here and there's two feet, two and a half feet to the ground, I my legs went whoop and I fell right on my fucking head flat 
into the sand and the sand was soft and i just i got sand in my eyes and that shit hurt oh talking to, talking about this match is making my neck hurt oh Yo, my god and that shit hurt bro and i was only like maybe 60 pounds you know whatever grade i was in i was a kid and that hurt i can't imagine doing a backflip when me eric and anthony used to backyard wrestle there was a, tr- a stump underneath the trampoline bro and anytime you did like a rock bottom or a front flip or a stone cold stunner bro sometimes your tailbone would hit that one, their their mom and dad used to put the the lawnmower under there sometimes, and if we didn't move the lawnmower out, you hit that lawnmower on the fucking trampoline, bro. That shit hurt too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean F five number three for the win. They hug in respect. Uh, that was a great match. Two two great athlete performances. I think they needed to end my it favorite fast. main event of all time. I think they needed to end it fast after that. Brock, uh, that neck falling on that neck. Fuck though, it up. For sure. And uh, yeah, favorite recrap, you know, of WrestleMania with my favorite band, Limb Biscuit. And uh, it, it, it's dope because it goes it goes into um, tell you, tell it to your face right now when Hogan and Vince have the stare down. Not really sure that like the bridge. Not really sure I know how. Give you peace of my mind. I'm a crack addict. That's right. I'm a crack addict. You heard me. I'm a crack addict. I'm addicted to cracking skulls. And then it goes into the Austin and Rock and then Angle and fucking Brock Lesnar for that last build. I know. Fucking insane, bro. And that's the pay-per-view, folks. That is WrestleMania 19, the greatest WrestleMania probably to ever live. Unless something along comes better in the future. We shall see. But what else you got, kid? We've been going two hours, man. We're coming up on 156, bro. Pretty good show. I know. Got a lot of news in there, a lot of other shit. I'm going to say stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be a surprise because I really don't know what to cover next. I'm 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 strung against a couple of good pay-per-views. You know what I want to cover, bro? Which I really do want to cover. And I brought his name up. David Arquette. That documentary of his... Wrestling with David Arquette or whatever it's called. He has a documentary. And I want to do it because he's been looked at as such a joke. And I watched it and I will watch it again. I watched it and it gave me a whole new respect for a guy, bro. Like everybody laughs like, okay, Hollywood actor, whatever. Bro, The Rock went to fucking Hollywood after being a wrestler. You know, so I want to get into it and I want to just fucking. We could cover it. Pay the man his homage, you know. But with that. We are off. We are out of here. Signing off. Our time is now, baby. Episode, what I say? 24. Wrestling with time number eight. Number eight. Four horsemen, baby. Salute. Holla at you, kid. Peace.